0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life comes with a lot of decisions and sometimes it's hard to know which path is right. Therapy gives you a place to map out your options so you can trust your choices and get excited about the future. Visit betterhelp.com allies to give it a try.
1: Welcome to the Easy Lies Podcast. I'm Daniel Bloodworth coming to you from Los Angeles, California. This week I'm joined by Brad Ellis. Rebirth. <laughs> <laughs> Trisha Hirschberger.
2: Hi everyone.
1: Michael Damiani.
3: How's it going?
1: And in the control room making it all happen, we got Don Casanova.
0: Mortal Kombat! Yeah. <laughs>
1: he, he brought in his PS5 today to have Mortal Kombat yes. just kind of sitting there taunting Good him. Vibes, while Good he vibes. Edits.
0: It's like lighting a candle or something. You know? <laughs> it just sets the mood, I find. Okay.
1: Uh, Gabby. And then uh, Gabby's back there watching us. Don't forget. <laughs> uh, everyone, uh, we, this week uh, we're going over all the big headlines from the Nintendo Direct and the State of Play, which both happened today. Yeah. Both announced yesterday. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk about as much as we can, uh, including Kung Fu Peach. Yeah. Good stuff. And
2: Patisserie Peach and all the peaches. Yeah. Uh,
1: Meanwhile, uh, Unity has uh, dumped a complete mess on the development community. Uh, And uh, we've got other stuff, questions and fun things going on. Uh, But before we get started, we must answer the mistakes we made on last week's podcast. Don, begin corrections music, please. Boop. All right. Uh, Huber said that Dying Light 2 and Dead Island 2 are proof that a horror game can thrive in January. Well, he's not exactly wrong. Dying Light 2 came out in February, and Dead Island 2 came out in April. (laughs) 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 Uh, Dead Space remake was in January. Yes. Yes. And yes, Dying Light 2 was the last... February, Mm -hmm. not this February. Uh, I was making the argument that some third parties like Capcom and Square Enix didn't really do major press conferences before E3 fell apart. Uh, There's definitely a shift there, but Square uh, did have conferences before then. Mm. Uh, 2018 they had uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Stormblood, Dragon Quest XI, Just Cause 4, Kingdom Hearts 3, 2019 was an in-person conference mm. uh, where they had uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, Avengers, Outriders, and Shadowbringers. Oh, okay. Among other things. Uh, this this correction, like my brain cannot handle this correction. Okay. It is pronounced Bestiary. Bestiary? Not yeah. bestiary. Yeah. Yep. yeah, Bestiary. It's Bestiary.
4: Wait, yeah. really?
3: Yep. Yes. But everyone just says bestiary and no one cares. Like, it's just <laughs> how it is. Yeah, I thought it was bestiary for so long. <laughs> I did, yeah. too. Until and I heard someone say
5: bestiary. I was like,
3: what? Yeah, it was someone in one of my discords. And he goes, mean bestiary? I'm like, no, oh, bestiary. Like, please read the word again. And I'm like, bestiary. And they're like, let's, let's go to how to pronounce those, <laughs> those sites. And it's like. Bestiary. Best, I'm like, oh my god. I was like, alright, everyone's been saying this word wrong forever. But that's yeah. Cool. yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: We will continue to say it wrong. Yes. Okay. FYI. Uh, and uh, if you have a correction, uh, please leave it in the YouTube comments on either the public version or the Patreon version of this podcast. Use the word correction so I can find it in search and leave a timestamp so I know what the heck we were talking about. <laughs> End corrections music. Boop. All right. First off, we're gonna get to know Trish a little bit. Hi. <laughs> yeah, we 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 are very. I am very bad at getting guests, so <laughs> <laughs> so you are an anomaly on this podcast.
2: Woo-hoo. <laughs> well, I'm excited to be an anomaly on this podcast.
1: Yeah, uh, but yeah, tell us a little bit about what you do because we've known you for a long time. Yes. But you know, like you were already hot stuff before we we were together at Defy.
2: So before Defy, I like to say that I tripped and fell into YouTube and digital media by way of SourceFed, okay. uh, which was a news channel started by Philip DeFranco back in 2012, 2011, 2012. Um, and so I was hired for that channel because they had secret plans that nobody knew about to make a source-fed nerd tangent channel where they would cover things like video games and new tech releases and anime and comics and sci-fi fantasy literature, et cetera. Um, And so I got hired to do development, writing, producing, and hosting on that channel and did that full-time for three years. Uh, And then I left that to go work at Escapist, which is where I met you guys. Uh, I met everyone here through that time period. Um, And then ever since then, I started my own production company here in Los Angeles, and I work freelance um, either as on-camera talent or writer or producer or host or consultant um, or social media for a variety of different tech and gaming companies, and it's awesome, and I love it.
1: Yeah, you've been doing some cool stuff lately because I thought you were like a Borderlands thing this past week, right?
2: Yes. And then, um, uh... Yeah, Mayhem Mentors. Uh, Borderlands is very cool. Um, and I recently was uh, hosting or co-hosting a show called Pit Crew, which is like a fun PC building meets competitive gaming Silly competition show, uh, and that was really cool. And on, I, I do a lot. You
1: on TV recently, too, right? Yes,
2: and I was on CBS recently, yeah. too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, mo- most of what I do is as an on-camera host. Um, and then I always joke around that the days that I'm not on set, I uh, Twitch stream because Twitch is my happy place, and that's where <laughs> I get to play games for fun with community members. So, yeah, I, I love Twitch.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it's your day-to-day is Twitch and social media stuff.
2: Twi- uh, well, I'm fortunate enough that most of my day-to-day is on set. Nice. Uh, yeah, and then the days I'm not on set are social media and <laughs> Twitch stuff, which is great. But, you know, it ebbs and flows based on the time of year. But we are in a very busy Q3 and Q4 of 2023 uh, for the gaming, s- gaming sector, if you will. Um, so it's it's great. I know you guys are absolutely swamped with stuff to do as well.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, More games than we know what to do with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a
2: good problem to have uh, if you're someone who enjoys video games. Uh, it's a bit of an overwhelming problem when you work in games media.
1: <laughs> and what, what games do you gravitate to for, for the most part?
2: I play just about everything with the exception of fighting games. Sorry, Mortal Kombat fans. Uh, I'll play them for a little bit if I have a fight stick, uh, but I'm not, I'm not getting real sweaty. Uh, I'm not getting super, super into them. Um, With the exception of fighting games, sports games, uber realistic, war sims. uh, And I think that's it. I think I play pretty much everything else. Yeah. But yeah, I love a good resource or time management game. I love a TCG. I love an RTS. I'm not real good at MOBAs, but I enjoy them when I play (laughs) them. Okay. Uh, And I love action adventure games and RPGs. So right now I'm very heavy into Baldur's Gate 3. Nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Isla and Gabby have been in that a lot. I oh, Love it. And uh, you've you've been like in like it 30 hours. A little bit, head. yeah. Well, th- yeah. 30 That's hours a little vision. bit. That's a little for bit that, for, for, for that, that game. game. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes. and we did a, a co-op stream on uh, Tuesday with the PS5 version. Yeah. And it was just <laughs> I killed
5: everybody. How'd that go? You did. At the
2: end,
1: I
5: killed everybody. <laughs> What'd
2: you do? It was the
5: end of the stream. It was fun. <laughs>
2: Oh my God. As a goodness. warlock I just
5: blast it all. That awesome. <laughs>
2: um I mean did you upgrade the Eldritch blast though, so it also like knocks people mm-hmm.
1: back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, eat yeah. the
2: whole party right off a cliff. Oh yeah. Done.
1: And then like you were saying you also get into like kind of the, the tech side of things too, with builds and mm-hmm. everything.
2: Oh yeah, so I'm I'm very into uh the gadget scene and because I cover tech and because I cover gaming, then there's that, you know, Venn diagram overlap of gaming tech specifically. So like PC builds, peripherals, uh VR headsets, that kind of world is is where I live a lot of the time. Nice. Mm-hmm.
1: And then last little interviewee question, um <laughs> like what are, like, some of your favorite things you've been able to participate, like, either in the last year or maybe all-timers? Like, what kind of stories that this has brought you to get to do?
2: Oh, man. I mean, probably the, the most surreal thing that I got to do over the years was, I want to say it was 2013 or 2014, um, the Streamy Awards that year. The channel I was on was up for Audience Choice Series of the Year. Which is like the it's the the voter it, you know the audience gets to vote on that one, um, but it's the big award that they announce at the end of the night, and our channel got the award, um, and so we went up on stage and accepted our award, and then as soon as we started going off stage to like take press photos and do interviews, I hear. Go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go. And I was like, what is happening right now? Well, it turns out the musical guest that year for the streamies was Vanilla Ice. (laughs) uh, And Vanilla Ice was performing the ninja rap on stage. And so uh, myself and my other castmates were like, I'm sorry, can we just pause this interview and photo session for a second? And we went back out on stage and danced with Vanilla Ice to the Ninja (laughs) Rap, And it was amazing. And I don't know how else I would have ever gotten to experience that in my lifetime, uh, if not for that exact series of events. So that was very cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing.
4: It was very cool, yeah.
1: All right, let's get into some, <laughs> some uh, craziness from today. Uh, this morning, 7 a.m., mm-hmm. uh, we got up for the Nintendo Direct. You were listening to it in your car. I, I yes. Heard you.
2: Yes. No distracted driving. <laughs> I was just listening, which was really hard when they were like, didn't that look great? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I listened to the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's quite a bit that's in there. Uh, we're just going to hit the bigger ones, and then if there's something that I don't get to, we, we can touch on those afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, like the first one to lead off with is uh, Princess Peach Showtime, mm-hmm. uh, which they gave us the the tiniest little tease of in the last big direct uh, and didn't even have a name for it. Then I had a financial report with the game not having a name. Uh, but now we got a, a, a good look at it. And, yes. and, and Peach is trying to uh, take back the Sparkle Theater from... Uh, oh, the Wicked Grape and the Sour Punch. Yeah. Name.
5: <laughs> Blood it reminds me of um, Puppeteer, so that's always a good sign for me. Yeah, right there are even the puppet strings on yeah, some of these enemies. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And It just looks delightful, Blood. I feel like you're going to play this game just have a good time no matter what. And her power-ups looked really cool. Like, I don't remember all of them exactly but I'm really into Peach getting power-ups and stuff like that
1: yeah yeah it seems like there's a new one for every stage yeah mm-hmm. every stage is a different theme uh, she's got the basic ribbon which is is kind of the this thing with the star on it that you see that she can use to attack people uh, but there's a sword fighter which kind of looks like a musketeer Oh right yeah yeah that's what I was. Um, there's the pastry oh, chef yeah. which they mm-hmm. mentioned but I don't think I don't know if I, we see.
2: I think like we, how that works. Yeah, patisserie peach is yeah. uh, is, is what they teased there.
1: Uh, and then there's kung fu master. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, and then there's the the detective, the Sherlock Holmes outfit.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
5: that's sick.
1: Yeah, and and I unfortunately is is out sick, but she was um, really digging all of these costumes. Yeah. But yeah, like the sword fighter, like is like bounding over enemies mm-hmm. and uppercutting and all kinds of stuff.
2: That does look cool. I, when I was listening to this originally, and actually watching it back now, uh, I feel a little better about it, but I had mixed, uh, very mixed first impressions about it because I'm loving this journey that Peach is going on where it's like the new total boss, she can handle herself and is super capable Peach uh, that kind of we saw during the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, and so I... I'm hesitant when they're like it's a Peach forward game, and I'm like, oh, please don't make it be like a, a baby game. Please let it be really cool. Mm, yeah. um, and some some of these levels, Peach looks really cool, uh, and I, I'm so I'm stoked for that.
1: Yeah. The uh, what's interesting is that it, like it also seems to like change up. Like it's not just like a different like combat set, but it's like the detective thing. Like it seems like you're like different searching gameplay. around for clues and doing like, yeah, different types around. of gameplay. Yeah whatever the act of the play
5: is or something like that or whatever play you're on.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even like taking it a step further than say Luigi's Mansion where every floor is a different level but the gameplay is essentially mm-hmm. the same. This is almost more like a, an It Takes Two where right. you're, you're really yeah. changing up the genre almost. So that that would be very cool if they went that route.
3: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I'm most curious about is the, the progression in each of like the, the play environments. Is it just one stage scenario and you have to like Accomplish what you need to do on there, and then it'll like advance like to the next stage. Or is there some kind of interconnectivity where you can maybe go back and forth between like yeah. a stage proper or right. another? Really, yeah, you probably will because it does remind me of Luigi's Mansion because yeah. like,
5: like going back the, and forth, the detective floors.
3: part in particular, it's like, Are you just like you're she's following the clues, and it's like. I'll be really disappointed if it's just like one room and yeah. then like you solve that and yeah, you yeah. move to the next mm-hmm. room. Like I want to be going through kind of like a,
1: a bigger environment even
3: if it's just going room to room like in a Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then the fact that it's, again, like the the whole conceit of it all happening on the stage. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's looking really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for it. And that's coming uh, March 22nd. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, putting a good solid date out there for future Switch titles. Do you think they'll do an audience mechanic like
3: uh, another game we'll get to in a bit? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, wonder, yeah. I don't
1: see why not, other than mm. yeah, like if you're really well, seen a whole lot of that. But yeah.
3: yeah, I wonder mm. if they'll do any kind of like, you know, have that play in at all. Yeah. But I could say it just as easily not. You know, mm-hmm. they just want you to be like immersed in your because you've seen those shots. It really doesn't seem like there's an audience. You're just like going into those environments. So maybe they're not doing that. But it would be cool. It would. Um, I hope there's like. Did they say there were like more uh, kind of like j- jobs that she's gonna take? There on? are more okay, okay, yeah, so yeah. roles, but uh, we yeah. we don't
1: know what what goes Yet on beyond unseen. that. Yet mm-hmm. I'm hoping for like a space exploration. Maybe. Oh yeah, <laughs> mm, that'd
4: be cool.
1: Yeah, put a little astronaut suit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That'd be go to fine. the moon. Yeah. Have her own adventure there. Yeah. Yeah. A really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. galaxy, not a Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, as you alluded to, Damiani, the next one I get to is uh, Paper Mario, the Thousand-Year Door. Oh, yeah. One of those uh, wish list kind of games yes. that everyone mm-hmm. like, keeps asking for, keeps asking for, keeps asking for. Yeah. And at first, when this book opened up, we didn't know what we were getting, and it's like, oh.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think it was clear to anyone who's like played it a lot that it was that, but, I mean, that first shot, I think, gives you enough, like, pause mm-hmm. what's like oh is this the original is this the what is it is right. it thousand year and so they showed rogueport it's like there we go mm-hmm. yep. and yeah this is it's nice to see that they seem to want to go back to these GameCube games and bring them forward to make them available for both, you know, fans of the originals, but also newer players who have never gotten a chance to experience this. And as we were saying during the reactions, that this is a game that isn't quite as easy to get. Um, right. It's Kind of cost prohibitive mm-hmm. because of its reputation, um, and then finding you know working hardware for that. I mean, mm-hmm. even a Wii, which can play GameCube games, is now like you know seventeen years old Whoa, almost. No, so <laughs> Wow. Uh, Yeah, GameCube even older than that. And, like, it's, you know, (laughs) nice to have it on modern hardware. It looks, it just basically looks like, you know, touched up. Very nice Mm -hmm. visuals. The music, like, just touched up a little bit. So it doesn't cross over to where it's, like, a full remake. It's just a nice enhancement. So you're getting what I would think is the most authentic experience to the original as possible. So it's, like, the for me, that's, like, the best way to bring forward a game. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just, like, for new people, just being able to experience this one because this is easily the yeah. best in the series. Yeah, this is easily the best in the series. That's me. I've
1: never played this one. Heck, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There you go.
2: Me neither. The yeah. only
5: one pay Mario game I've played was the Origami King.
1: And that's I, funny, Brad. I quit cause, it. Because I, um, I, I, <laughs> I have started a bunch of them, and including this one, uh, which I, I do have the GameCube version, but I've never, like... I never got to the end of one until Origami King. Oh, really? That was the first Ooh. one I actually finally beat. Um, I got four. But, uh, yeah, and it's just it's just one of those dumb work things. Yeah, yeah. It's like you try to start playing a game, and then something That's else true. comes in, and it's like, oh, okay. But, yeah,
5: it's just delightful. I, this is, like, the celebrated one, so mm-hmm. I'm really happy to see it.
1: Yeah, and I think it looks
5: It looks really fantastic. nice. It
1: does. Like, oh, yeah. Damiani, like, I, I think they must they probably went with the Origami King engine, and there's, like, hmm. you know... It Kind of like retooled all that stuff to look like the original game. It's definitely benefiting for sure. Yeah.
2: It looks great. And I'm super excited. I never played the original either. Um, I'm super excited to go through this with my tiny human. I have a six-year-old who right now is kind of the perfect age to go through some of those Mario games that I grew up enjoying. Mm -hmm. Really just a a lot of games across the board I grew up enjoying. But I'm like, oh, man, as soon as that drops, that's Mm going to be a family play for us for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And turn-based stuff is easier to digest, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you have and mm.
2: yeah, my kid's already a hardcore Pokemon kid, so he's right. way into the turn-based. <laughs> we're, we're right there. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, we got our our uh the the next little bit uh F zero not GX F zero ninety nine the the, the, like the, <laughs> the monkey's paw dude. a little That's bit the of like the twinge
3: and blood like not GX yeah. like,
0: <laughs> it's
3: like yeah F zero it's well, like oh we're, okay. we were expecting this to get like n- not be ninety nine but we were expecting that transition to okay is it a remake a mm-hmm. remaster what is it gonna look like and then when you see all those cars on there you're like. uh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Isn't this a fun thing that they've been doing with a lot of different yeah. games? Okay. Yeah. Uh. So I actually I played a little bit of this. Right. Uh, I, I did dive in. They they shadow dropped it out today. Today, um, they take you through a little bit of a tutorial though, just to get uh, you want to get that out of the way. It starts you with like a. A race against CPU opponents with just 25. You call it F025. <laughs> then you upgrade to F050. Then you Got do an F099 race with bots. And that one introduces you to the rival system. So w- there's a lot of new things I've thrown in here. Um, the rivals is you'll have up to four rivals in a F099 match. And when you. Uh, beat them in the race either take them out or finish ahead of them you get like bonuses for that as well oh, okay yeah um, and I think you saw that like that starting thing that's how they're handling 99 people mm-hmm. on, at the beginning of a race so they're all the iconic courses but but the start is a new segment like this wide open area for everyone to like just filter okay. in and then you get funneled into the main level and then you have like the laps you got to do it's like 4 laps i think instead of the the 5 from the original and yeah you got like a a spin attack that's on cooldown
1: so you got to wait oh, for it to come back. You right, because the, the, the spin attack was a newer thing. That you, wasn't in the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You
3: have the normal controls. So you have accelerate, you have brake, you have the tilt left and right. Um, you have all the 99 racers. And if you somehow get into first place, it starts spawning the AI stuff again. Like the exploding cars will be in there, yeah. the non-exploding <laughs> ones. So it's got all the hazards. And the big new mechanic I think is you can manually use your boost at any time for that risk reward. Yeah. That's such a big deal because yeah. with 99 people, you can know these tracks inside out like oh this is easy. But like when there are 99 people and they're bumping you in the walls and stuff, you lose your energy fast. So it's like when boosting is a huge risk. Cause like oh this is a party should boost, but I'm gonna run into so many people, and if they just bang me into the wall too, like I'm gonna oh because there's only one strip to refill your health per lap, and everyone's also fighting for that too, so you're gonna get knocked around in that yeah, too. But dummy, have you gotten to Deathwind yet? So Deathwind was only uh that was a bot uh, one of the bot races, okay. but uh, I didn't do it. I did uh, mute city for the I only did one real race against right, right. it. But there's this um individual races, and it presents two tracks blood, and everyone votes on what you want. So it presents two options. All 99 people vote. Whichever gets the most votes, you play that one. Death One was not one. It was Sand... uh, Sand Ocean. Sand Ocean or Mute City was the one that they proposed. But there is a Grand Prix system that happens every so often it's timed and it's a set of races like 5 and i think night class was the first one they were doing so you can jump into something like that and do a series of races and they have like a leveling system so like you no matter where you finish you get like credit you level up you can unlock like emblems you can unlock like new uh, character portraits, I think, is one of them. Yeah, I've there's got, a the, the whole uh, bunch of stuff you can unlock in. Yeah, like, you the have museum. a pilot card
1: with uh, pilot different unlockable yeah. backdrops and display badges. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then your machine, you have alternate colors decals and boost effects. Yep. So yeah.
3: you can start unlocking all that, and it's it's pretty straightforward. That's kind of it right now. Um, oh, the other big mechanic is there are these glowy orbs, these spark orbs you can collect and you have like kind of like a super meter type thing and when it fills up, when you hit your boost button instead of boosting, you go up onto a higher level which you and maybe a handful of other people are there so you can kind of like really quickly get ahead of everybody. And you can't fall off of it. I was like, can you fall off? No. <laughs> oh, okay. You'll just like and I don't think you take damage either. You just you just will slow down, but there's a there's already a trick to it, blood. It, you, it has to safely put you it will guarantee that you'll safely land back on the lower track so if you're over empty space it can't just drop you there so if your, me, it, your meter starts depleting once you go up there so if it runs out but you're over empty space it's going to let oh, you keep going for a little it. bit longer so <laughs> you'll see people abusing that to, to get a little bit extra out of it and yeah that's like feels like the only way to get ahead of the, the madness if you fall too far behind and it's again it's chaotic if you want chaotic and you want to freak out that like you're probably not going to make it to the end cuz like you're probably your 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 F0 machine's going to blow up it's like it delivers on that so if you played F0 to death the OG one and you're like man I'm kind of bored of it you know this this is nice it's a it's a nice addition <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be looking to jump in into that. Oh yeah, blood. Um, but yeah, Deathwind with ninety nine people blowing <laughs> around, not knowing what to yeah, do. Yeah, you didn't ask me how I did in my race, Blood. <laughs> how did you, well, did, <laughs> how you? did you do? I got thirteenth. Thirteenth. Okay. So I'm
3: expecting you, Blood. I'm expecting great things from Blood. Okay. We're expecting great things. Okay. Lots of first place finishes. <laughs> yeah. Blood, how do you feel about this? Yeah.
1: Not GX. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not expecting GX to show up or anything. Uh, I've, I've actually liked the. The The other ones. The 99 things. Like, Tetris 99 I got really obsessed with, for sure. Tetris Um,
2: 99 was great. I'm curious. You know how with Tetris 99, the tutorial led you through some of the mechanics, and then there was other stuff that just, like, weeks into people playing they had to figure Mm. out? I'm Mm. curious to see if there'll be anything like that hiding in F-099. Yeah,
3: I'm curious if they'll add any new things because it's only the four... Super Nintendo racers have 0 vehicles right. are available. Wait, so, only four? Yeah, it's, oh, the original only had for the four. Oh, the original, but You can change the colors and but, stuff. But yeah. I'm wondering if they'll add more vehicles at some point. That's one thing they could do. Mm. So mm. maybe some of them have, like, maybe different mobility. Yeah. And, like, right now they only have the spin, but maybe they do add some kind of, you know weapon system or something I don't know, like Mario Kart style <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe you see guns and rockets and you know I don't know about banana peels because they're hovering they'll fly right over them but <laughs> they can think of other stuff like that I mean
1: just take a page from Wipeout because they did the, mm-hmm. yeah, they've done they the did. weapons forever yeah yeah I don't think they'll do weapons it's not really a Zero, st- yeah. zero style thing but like like, Death Race was in F Zero X, but that was all against AI. And so you're just trying to take down, you had to take down the 29 other cars. Mm. And it was just a loop. It was just like, keep going and try to take them down without killing yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really funny to have that now with you know, the Battle Royale modern day thing with online. Um, quicker one uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong. Uh, they're doing a, a full remake mm-hmm. of the uh, Game Boy Advance game, uh, which is yeah, it's it's sort of like the original Donkey Kong aesthetics, but they're all puzzle games yeah. with the little mini guys running around.
5: Uh, but this is the, another monkey's paw for ah, me again. Yeah. <laughs>
1: because you wanted a Donkey I Kong I wanted
5: game. like a big proper Donkey <laughs> Kong game or something like that. And it's like, this is cool. I liked the first one so I'm like, I'm down with this, but I, at the same time I was like, ah, oh, dang. But I know it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Um, yeah. So you did you play the original Game Boy Advance one, or did you play one of the sequels?
5: Uh, just the Game Boy Advance and the original one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's the one I p- put the most time into, and then I felt like some of the ones that came later, like just they didn't, they just weren't as good. Mm. I don't know if that's it's like as common of a uh, an opinion, mm-hmm. but just, yeah, they didn't they didn't grab me in the same way as the original concept did. I'm pretty sure the one I played was called March of the Minis. Right. Yeah, I forget oh. which platform that was on. I want to say it that might out. have been DS. Yeah. Um and then I know they had some that were like like kind of like DSiware or something mm-hmm. as well to yeah. something like that. Um but yeah, I mean it looks really nice. This is yeah. again like you know, like they had to like rebuild this game, Yeah. you know, from a, a Game Boy Advance game into like a full 3D models and everything. Uh
3: Yeah, they're very simple games. It's, like, you know, can play, like, a level, very bite-sized. So if you just want to play a small amount or very easy to play on the go. Yeah, um, create a handheld one. Yeah, and, again, just like I was saying, the GameCube game port's Anytime they reach back and take one of those older games and make it available again, yep. I guess like the the nice thing would be maybe not so much in like thousand Paper Mario Thousand Year Door since it's so similar, but including like the original versions. I always appreciate when yeah. a yeah. remaster yeah, yeah, remake yeah. includes the OG version, like the one. In recent time from Nintendo, I think I was most guilty of not including it was the Link's Awakening in 2019. Yeah. they
1: included the original one. It's like,
3: oh, come on, you you could yeah, come that. on, yeah. That
1: would have been easy enough, yeah. yeah. And even this one would have been easy enough. Uh, they yeah. did add a uh, co-op too. That's cool. You co-op. see uh, another player playing as Toad, uh, which is nice, especially like with some of those puzzles towards like you know what to do, but there's just like a little bit of tedium of like crawling back and forth across the map. You know, so another person can get this side of the map while you get the other mm-hmm. one, uh, and that's coming out February sixteenth. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's going to be another
2: another good family play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh Absolutely. yeah.
1: Yeah, especially with the co-op thing. Yeah, it's like you can kind of like give little hints and stuff, like, why don't
2: you go over there? I mean, I feel like Nintendo is really nailing the nostalgia for the adults that grew up playing these games and now get to pass them on to the next generation. So it's like, oh, you liked this game before? Here's co-op for your tiny one, and <laughs> enjoy. They're they're doing it well. Nice.
1: Uh, our next nostalgia play is Super Mario RPG. Yeah, this was a showstopper at the last direct, and now that we got a little bit of a closer look, Damiani spotted a thing. Very excited about it. Oh, yeah. A (laughs) certain door. There's certain door a Certain there.
3: door in there. They know. They know what they're doing. They know. <laughs> they know the veterans of this. Um, but we got a little bit of elaboration on like the new mechanics because we'd seen the the UI changes and mm-hmm. like, hmm, what are those for? Like this this meter building up in the lo- the lower left. It's like a trio attack for a yeah. special mm-hmm. and whoever's like in your party will change you so you can mix and match and get different trio attacks, which is really nice. Also the uh, sorry, it's called a triple move. Right? Yeah, I get corrected there. Uh, the timed attacks. How it can now. It's like an AOE. It will hit multiple people instead of one person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that this game really had a reputation for being too easy, too difficult, or not. But anything that makes it a little bit like easier, I think, for newcomers to this, it's. I think these are included a to kind of like spice up the gameplay, but give you more options to. Easily deal damage and win. Mm-hmm. Where I think maybe the, like the older system might have been like the timed attacks like can probably be a little bit much. So that like that having that super meter is kind of a nice way to balance sure. that out. Mm-hmm. And visually, like man, this is like the perfect updated visual style for this. It looks game. great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we got to hear more of the music, the mm-hmm. updated music. <laughs> oh, the, the 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 forest music. Um, they they even played that at the near the end, and I was like, thank you. It's yeah, so good.
5: Yeah. Includes the original too, I believe. Oh yeah, right? yeah.
3: They in the Japanese version of direct. Uh, maybe it's in the English version, but we didn't pay attention. There is a menu that has been circulating on Twitter of the Japanese uh, direct that shows the interface and the menu where you can toggle between OG soundtrack and new soundtrack.
1: Oh, okay, nice. So you can yep. switch that on mm-hmm. and off. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, Shima is back for that yep. as well. Oh yeah, yep. gotta have her. Uh, the other thing uh, that's in there uh, once you beat the game. Can go oh. back and challenge the bosses again and they'll oh. have uh like uh, new new mechanics and new difficulties. Wow, that's levels. cool. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Dang. I saw yeah, like whoever it was,
3: it was a booster hit everyone for like nine 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 nine. It's like <laughs> <Yeah>. okay, <laughs> here we go. This is the uh the bang your head against the wall for a while till you figure this out. But yeah, I hope uh
1: yeah. I can't wait to play it. Yeah. Yeah. For my memory, it wasn't um like it wasn't a super hard game, but I th- there were certain bosses. That were yeah, like, these guys take you down. You had to figure out like how to deal with them. Yeah,
3: yeah, I feel like that's like a lot of the old school mm-hmm. uh, yeah. RPGs from that era. Just like it's what you need to do to beat the boss, and it's not necessarily that mm-hmm. it was like hard in that like you you couldn't handle. it. It's just like what kind of gimmick, what kind of trick did mm-hmm. this boss have? Yeah, and yeah, there's definitely a few of those in this, and I uh, you know don't think it'll be too bad,
1: people. You know, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, they'll be fine. And the Google does the weekly sign me out yep. in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Very
1: nice. Uh, but uh, Trish, you—we're uh, excited about the last uh, Mario Kart update.
2: Yes, Pauline is <laughs> oh, na- is yeah. now playable in Mario Kart in the Booster Course Pass Wave Six that they uh, told us a bit about. And Wave Six—it's the final wave, so we're going to get the last two. Uh, the last two Grand Prix tracks, uh, and sets of g- tracks, yeah, sets of tracks, yeah, exactly. Uh, so eight tracks in total, plus th- I think they said three new playable characters. But I, I, uh, I, very much so was excited about Pauline, so I may have not heard the others correctly. Yeah, yeah.
1: I've got I've got the full list here. So we've got uh, Diddy Kong, mm-hmm. uh, Funky Kong, mm-hmm. uh, Pauline, and, and Peachette. Yep. Which I, I don't I don't. Why yeah. do I not remember so, Peach? Peachette is like Toadette, but Peach like the with the crown. It's from, yes. yeah, yeah. Remember,
3: yeah. What was it? Was it Super? Not Super Princess Peach. What was the one with it? It's from Mario Kart Tour. The, was- yeah. Okay.
2: Is at how he went down the Bowsette yes. rabbit hole on the like, internet? isn't this like, the
3: crown thing where you, everyone <laughs> transformed and like everyone wanted like Bowser to get the crown and turn maybe. into the Bowsette? Yeah, yeah. And, and the
2: whole, uh, yeah. the whole fan theory is that maybe Peach is really a toad and everything from her waist up's just a hat ah. <laughs> or like a, a power that comes with yeah. the crown. It, it got real, it got real weird for a little while. On the internet. But yeah, I'm excited you can play as Pauline. I'm a big fan of the mayor of New Donk City in every iteration we can get her in. Um, and I was like, yes, this has to be a cosplay, but then everyone's going to think you're Carmen San Diego or sure. Jessica Rabbit, so I don't know how to avoid that. But uh, yeah, I think Pauline's awesome, so I'm very excited about that. Birdo was my main mm-hmm. in Mario Kart, uh, but now that Pauline will be here, she's going to take over.
1: Yeah, and they showed uh, Daisy Circuit from Mario Kart Wii, mm-hmm. but other than that, they're keeping the rest of those under wraps. Yep. I'm curious because mm-hmm. they've done like brand new tracks on a lot of them. They did mm-hmm. like the bathroom yeah. one last time. I think we'll get one more completely original yeah. one. But yeah, that's wrapping up. We talked about
3: Mario Kart tours Tour is yeah. wrapping up updates, so yeah. it's clear they're getting ready for done. what's next.
1: move this us. team on to something new. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> Splatoon Three. Oh yeah! We got a little peek at this uh, DLC called Side Order, which definitely is giving like near vibes Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. this like very like bleached, all white kind of environment. Uh, You've got like this this robot drone by you that you can kind of, it looks like you can it, hang it from. Like and like, yeah, it does yeah. like the pods. Yeah, it does not like the Uh But the, it's, it's speaking with Pearl's voice, so I'm wondering if like Pearl is like remotely pir- piloting it because hmm. uh, Marina and Pearl are mm-hmm. from um, uh, Splatoon 2. Um, and then, yeah, it, it looks sort of like a mix of uh, the co-op mode and then kind of like a roguelite kind of structure where you're like climbing up this tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they show you going in the elevator and, and these different floors and things that become available. Um, but uh, still a ways off. Spring. Yeah. Spring Still yeah. 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 ways this. off. Yeah. And Splatoon 3 is like a, about a year old now. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. So um, that's uh, Flatfest and stuff. Been I like on. the roguelike element
5: Blood. I think that's cool. I always think that's fun in games like that, especially for like a... It seems like this has like a, a story at least evolved in it too. So mm-hmm. I think that's a really fun twist on it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, let's so say they show like you get some splash damage and like run speed up and just different different little uh, chips to like augment your mm-hmm. character sure. as you're going also up the floors. Also near, as yes. Well as the yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, good stuff there, uh, Brad. Yes. Unicorn. Yay! Overlord.
5: Yes. A uh, a new strategy game from my beloved VanillaWare. Um. I'm just excited. It's been a while since their last game. Yeah. So it's time to seem like I really like Dragon's Crown. I was like, I really loved that game. So going back to a more medieval fantasy style kind of game, universe, I'm super into it. I love tactics games. So it's like made for me. It's exactly what it's, I needed, Blood.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen like a brand new Vanillaware game. Um, was it? Were they 13 Sentinels, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's yeah, been a couple of years. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh and they always do like these different genres. Yes. Yeah. Um and they did a Grim Grimoire like yep. on the PS Two, which just had a, a remake. Yep. Uh, Sphere. and uh yeah, just seeing this kind of crazy yeah. detailed fantasy artwork. Yeah, it
5: looks awesome. I cannot wait to play this game.
1: Dummy, are you into this? It looks pretty cool.
3: Um You like tactics games? Yeah. Um I guess it's just, like, the the level of depth of the, the tactical part. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, like, yeah, I'm still trying to, like, piece together, like, uh, how, like, the battle system works, because I was, like, really paying attention during the, the, the those combat sequences. And, yeah, I, I think I just, hopefully, I'm, I'm going to expect this game is going to have a demo, and oh, I can yeah. jump into that demo and get, like, a better feel. Because, yeah, they're, they're, like, they were showing, like, like... Food craft, mm-hmm. like crafting, crafting, gathering—like yeah. there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in there. So it seems pretty comprehensive. I'll
1: give it that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I will say that the kind of like sort of side-scrolling setup for the way it is, like that does remind me a lot of Grim Grimoire. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's not the kind of like there's sort of almost like a tower defense aspect to Grim Grimoire in a way too. Uh, that is like I don't think is is necessarily yeah. here. I generally uh, like
3: the the battlefield type yeah. views for tactical games.
1: So, but we'll see. You know, maybe it's just something mm-hmm. oh, will see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they oh, say yeah. there's sixty uniquely designed characters. Wow! Whoa! Um, with across uh, five nations, only sixty.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Man, so what another game you? later today has sixty five
1: costumes <laughs> for just one character.
3: <laughs> Come on.
1: Uh, Contra Operation. Yeah, Deluga. roll this again. I need to
2: oh. C- see. <laughs> I'm excited for Way this. Way
1: forward. Yeah, Way forward is is working on this early 2024. A thorough reimagining of the original NES slash arcade Contra game. Uh, iconic weapons and environments meet new stages, mm. new enemies and bosses, as well as new play mechanics, uh, an updated power up system, and modern graphics and sound. Uh, You can do uh, the classic two-player team-up in story mode. And then there's a four-player arcade mode. Oh, okay. Um,
2: I have two questions about this game. One, will it be equally as hard as the original NES version? It's looking like it will, at least in the story mode. Um, And two, will the Konami code work?
3: Oh, oh it has great. to. Yeah, it has, it to. has yeah, to. we got to get the lives.
1: People, <laughs> right. people need their lives to be able to beat this.
2: Again, because the yeah. game is so hard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely seeing things that they've thrown in there from later games. Yeah. Like, like the bikes oh, and the, and the, the, the grappling grabbing yeah. things. Oh, Yeah.
3: yeah. It's gonna, you're, you're just gonna get a lot of lives. Just
4: oh, look at that, dude. Uh, Brad, I
3: think this maybe is the Twitch or whatever we we're watching because this video is running sm- better. Way, it looks a little yeah. bit smoother than what yeah, we were looking yeah, at Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's and it's weird because I don't because it's still just showing Switch version on the, the end card. Hmm. Yeah, uh, so interesting. Uh,
5: I think it's kind of ugly oh, so far. Oh, the visuals. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm not like ourselves. super into it's it yet, but 100%. it could be one of those things when I just start playing it, then it'll eventually click with me. So hopefully that, like, uh, what was it, Double Dragon with you guys? It was like mm-hmm. the same thing?
3: Yeah. That yeah uh, that one at least was retaining like the 2D art style. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of like pixel art-esque and uh, it just looked, the proportions looked different than what we were used to. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is, you know, this is using like, you know, 3D models and from a 2D perspective yeah maybe it's just weird for me yeah it could just be something you need to play like see on the screen and it looks much better Um, or just on your own either TV screen or handheld mode on a nice OLED Mm -hmm. might look really nice that way too yeah but uh, I'll definitely
5: check it out Mm -hmm. I love Contra
1: oh yeah uh, the next little remake remaster we got Tomb Raider one to three mm-hmm. uh, remastered starring Lara Croft, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> this, yeah, this whole thing, in case you didn't for know, for the title. <laughs> 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 uh, but this is coming uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, for thirty dollars, uh, and it's coming uh, from Aspire uh, that's doing uh, these uh, these remasters. Okay, and it's got uh, original graphics style. Uh, as well as kind of a, a cleaned up look to it, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, complete with all the expansions and secret levels. Uh, saying, they're saying for the first time ever on That's consoles. Cool. I guess some of those expansions were a PC only things. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, you can toggle on the fly between the enhanced and original graphics, as well as um, between classic and modern controls. Oh, we okay. About yes, we were, yeah. 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 So uh, no more controls. Yeah, two
5: very kind controls. It's very deliberate, I guess.
1: But even the, at the time, like I remember, yes, my first experience with Tomb Raider was like a PlayStation kiosk in some some store, mm-hmm. and it was just like I, I don't I don't like the way it plays. I'm going to back like home and play my N64 stuff. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. But uh, I'm happy to see it come back. Blood, I would like to play through those again. It's been so long since I've played those games. Thirty
1: bucks for all three. That's mm-hmm. a good price. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they also are adding other quality of life improvements, including camera lock-on and achievements. Oh, oh.
5: Mm. wow! Nintendo achievements, wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's probably for the other platforms. Yeah. I know. yeah. <laughs> uh, and the remakes keep coming. Another code recollection. Am I the only one that's played this? If anyone else, played I've never played this. I played their uh, Sings other game, the Hotel Hotel Dusk. Dusk. Yeah, it would be nice to get a Hotel Dusk back,
3: but I didn't ever play these. Yeah,
1: so Trace Memory uh, was what uh, another code was called here on the DS, Uh, and then uh, the another code R was the Wii sequel. That never came out in North America. Wow. Uh, and the comments uh, reminded me, apparently uh, Europe eventually got it, so they mm. did localize it to English, but NOA, it was just in that period where NOA, NOA didn't want to no- localize Wii games.
2: Weird. So,
1: like, people had to fight for Xenoblade and all of that, remember? Mm-hmm. Operation uh, yeah. Rainfall. Yeah.
3: Yeah, the, uh,
2: these weren't on my radar at all, but watching this in the direct, I was like, this looks like my type of game. Like, this <laughs> looks like something I would definitely enjoy, so I'm excited to see it when it comes out.
1: Yeah, very much uh, point and click adventure style, mixed with some more of those visual novel elements. So sort of like, sort of like Phoenix, right, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, more, I'd say like more variety, more looking to find like different um, gameplay elements to the puzzles. So whenever okay. you come across a puzzle, like you're not exactly sure how you're going to interact. And that's one of the things. that's like the big question mark is, and and you can't. The thing you can't translate is. On the DS, there were were puzzles where you had to close the DS (gasps) to, like, make an imprint on a page or whatever. I don't remember exactly what it was. But, yeah, so you actually had to close the DS and reopen it to
2: to solve the puzzle. What are they going to do? You can't do that on a Switch. (laughs) Well, yeah, because, I mean, even if you could take off the Joy-Cons and do something with the Joy-Cons, that takes out your Switch Lite players.
3: Right. What are they going to do? It's probably going to be a button input if they keep that because um, Phantom Hourglass... Had a oh, similar right. thing with the map where at one point you needed to close the system, but they ported it to Wii U for the virtual console, both that and Spirit Tracks. And I was like, wait a second. I, when I got to the bar, I'm like, how are you going to do this? And there's just a pretty sure it was just you just, you just hit the home button and un, and hit it again, and it treats it as that closed mm-hmm. the system and mm-hmm. open the system. So maybe they'll do yeah. some kind of like work around like that for
1: sure, Yeah.
2: Interesting. Yeah,
1: and it looks nice. It's it's cleaned up. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, they're not like going to extreme measures, but it, it does look like a modern game. Uh, and just one of my big surprises is that like the the developers of these games is are long gone, um, <laughs> and so like Nintendo actually you know going through and I I, I I don't know who's involved with these remakes, but it's interesting to see them. Yeah. And hopefully we do get Hotel Dusk as well. Uh, so, yeah, so those are my highlights there. I don't know if you wanted to hit anything else. There were, like, 20 other games <laughs> from right. that direct that we didn't talk about. Uh, we had Prince of Persia. We had WarioWare. Luigi's Mansion 2. All kinds of stuff. Dave trombone the Diver.
2: Champ. Dave trombone diver. Champ <laughs> yeah. with the motion controls? Yes. Motion, motion controls kind of and so IR silly. controls
1: where you move yes. the, the IR sensor <laughs> back and forth in front of your hand.
2: And when they said four-player trombone champ, I was mm-hmm. like, that's just chaos.
1: Yeah. Um, it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> Have it like a house of kids. Yeah. And just imagine what's gonna sound like in the other room.
2: <laughs> so good. And Dave the Diver coming to Switch is great. I'm excited about that. Yeah. That's a nice little snackable pick up put down game as well, so it'll be nice to take that mobile on the switch.
1: It is it was funny though with that trailer because it was one of those moments where it was like well, the game's been out on other things for months now, so we'll just show you spoilers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: now, see, I was just listening to it, so right. I didn't get that. I was As soon as they were like, and then you dive by day and enhance your culinary skills by night, I was like, oh, this is Dave the Diver. Yeah, I'm stoked.
1: <laughs> but yeah, they're just showing like, a lot of like kind of later bits in there that I had not seen before, even oh, though I've funny. watched people play it and I've watched other trailers.
2: Wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, let's move on to uh, Sony side. State of play time. Mm-hmm. Got to start with that Final Fantasy VII rebirth. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm just going to let you take it away. February 29th, release date.
5: I mean, what else can I say, Bloodworth? I like lost my voice when they showed it because I was <laughs> screaming just to see it. But just seeing all these locations that I've known from the original game so long, just fully realize like, it's really touching to me, man. Just seeing Junon, it's so good just seeing all these small uh polygonal like art things back like PS1 graphics now just blown up and like seeing Cloud walk through the parade sec- section dude just gets my mind racing like what you're going to actually doing in there. right because
1: it's like it, it like it's only now that i remember that what the original scene looked like
5: mm-hmm. because
1: yeah. it's so different
5: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah they have like the tv ratings going and everything like that <laughs> depending how well you do yeah and it's just looking fantastic getting to see some more of the characters in action like Yuffie and uh Red Thirteen
1: mm-hmm. being playable this time around—that's actually something that they, they specifically called out because they had like three little developer notes. Yes, um, along with this, uh, after the trailer went out, uh, and they were saying that like seeing what people wanted and the feedback that people had from mm-hmm. remake mm-hmm. kind of like influenced their direction of things like that, like making sure that they get more playable characters yeah. and stuff in there.
5: Still got more characters as a show, but I. I wonder if some of them won't be playable until the next game and stuff like that. Hmm. It was nice to see Cat uh, Sith or Kate Shee, however you want to say it. Anyway. Yeah, that
1: was just like having to debate. It's like, okay, I don't know exactly the correct way yeah. to say Kate well, Sith. We're going <laughs> to
5: hear it yeah, at some point,
1: so that debate I think will it's, end.
5: I'm trying to forget what they call them in um George yeah. Cerberus, but...
1: Right, because yeah. the original doesn't have VO, so it's like, yeah. it's just like a mm-hmm. guess guessing game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, Trish was giggling at the uh, cloud and Sephiroth little pretty bush back and oh, forth. It's so good, <laughs> the
2: pretty boy back and forth, yeah. and the cloud on a Segway were the two moments that yeah. I laughed out loud mm-hmm. uh, during this trailer. And someone in uh, your Twitch chat earlier had said L'Oreal Sephiroth yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. like that. and I was yeah. like, oh, a hundred percent, that's what that is.
5: Yeah, blunt just seeing Gold Saucer in all the mini like I adore Gold Saucer, so I was really, I had really high hopes for it. And and it's yeah. like really nailing it for me, like showing the little fighting game that you do in it, the motorcycle game. God, I hope they have the snowboarding game still.
1: They say, uh, yeah, one of the things I grabbed from their press release: dozens of hours of rewarding side content oh, in mini games. My goodness, yeah. That's so what I'm talking about, we, we will see, and yeah. they showed a weapon as well.
5: Yeah, they did show a weapon,
1: which is a thing that like I don't think like I really dug into when I first sure. played Final yeah. Fantasy VII. Oh, okay. Like when I remember when There's you guys when ones. you guys did the yeah. playthrough of GT, I was just like, "What is this thing with the weapons?" Like, yeah. I don't remember this. Yeah, yeah.
5: They are... a lot of them are optional. Yeah, yeah,
3: I don't yeah. Have one it was a nightmare. <laughs> Emerald. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah.
5: yeah.
3: But yeah, it it like th- this trailer. There were so many questions people had about Rebirth, yeah. even yeah. after seeing the footage we'd seen before. It's like. Yeah, everything Brad talked about, but also like, how are the environments going to look? Because mm-hmm. we're going beyond Midgar. What are the? How are we going to capture the spirit of the Overworld, the world map, and it, it, not, they, they definitely. You know, impressed with what they showed in terms of those environments in the trailer and in the press release, even referring to like preserving like the feeling of exploring the world map, like these yeah, large zones. I have, I like, have that,
1: yes. Mm-hmm. From, like, uh, Naoki uh, Hamaguchi, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, yeah. also embraces the concept of free exploration yes. with compelling yeah. stories, fun minigames, powerful monsters, and so much more to find throughout the world map. Yep, yep. Uh, I mean, good. They also talk about the synergy abilities. Yes, which we really cool. Oh, oh, those like yeah. dual tech
5: looking things. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so good. The one with uh, Yuffie and Barrett was yeah. really cool, and
5: that's like a nice uh, layer to add on to the combat and remake or from remake already, which was already good combat. So just a little extra, a little spice to it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you see the Katase quote? What is which the Katase quote? This is amazing. We know fans are dying to see one scene in particular. <laughs> oh, are they?
5: I'm thinking of a couple scenes in my mind. I know what they're talking I, about. You know the date scene.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, now that's not but okay. Yeah.
3: What, 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 blood. Everyone's talking about the date scene. Yeah. That's, that's what, I what I thought. That's everyone what everyone's saying. thinking of. What are you thinking of? Blood.
1: I don't think that any, there's, pe- there's enough people that haven't played the original that they want me that to tell. Scene.
3: No, that scene is the date scene. That's <laughs> okay. the that's the biggest spoiler in the game. I thought yeah, like the mass
5: fandom would have been like the date scene because it's scene. like who you bring on the date. Because
3: you see another character at the sequence leading up to it, so it's like, wait, are they gonna go really crazy with this? Like, are you gonna expand the dating options? Like this could be insane. Like we could have more dating options than we had before. <laughs> and if you played remake. You remember the dress stuff? You're yeah. going to have, this is it. This is going to be the mm-hmm. thing. The oh equivalent, my dude. You're going to have to like go back and redo stuff to do different yep. choices. To yep. get, oh, my. <laughs> this, Yeah, there we go. This, blood, this is the thing. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. you're thinking of, Blood. Yeah, but nothing this, else happens. Yeah, this is it. This is the big thing,
1: yeah. The big thing, yeah. yeah. Trish, what's your take? Have you have you gone through a remake?
2: Uh, I played through the first installment of Remake, yeah. Uh, and I loved every moment of it. I had, a, I had a great time with the dance scenes uh, and the massage parlor and all the ridiculous moments. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to much more of that in Rebirth. Uh,
1: nice. Uh, next big uh, surprise, but thing we also wanted to see Resident Evil 4. Oh, uh, Ooh, finally got a look at the Separate Ways yes, DLC, yes. along with the VR 2. Yep. No um, hard day on that
5: VR 2 yet, but this winter, at least.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah. What do you what do you think? Separate ways.
5: I mean, it's good. There was some stuff missing in the the remake that we would like to see mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Just how they handle it. It seems like this is the answer to that. And I don't think Separate Ways is that great in the original game. Honestly,
1: yeah, it's so cool, it's something but that like easily be improved.
5: Yes, I think it could be improved vastly. And getting to see more Wesker is always a bonus. So.
3: Yeah, I think this will bring it to the, quote-unquote, content complete, Yeah, Mm. where there's nothing really missing from the original version now. Like, we were referencing, like, there's one boss battle that's not in the remake, RE4 remake, that's in the original, but most... Just you know, hoping. It's probably in yeah. here. But even if it's not. The fact that we're getting this, I mean, getting more character development for Ada, s- as you said, seeing more of Wesker, mm-hmm. it just paints the complete story so you get like the full context yep. here. And I wouldn't be surprised if maybe it like ends with a little bit of like a teaser of some kind. Sure. Because we don't know where they will be going after four because we've had two, three, four mm-hmm. and it's like do they go to Code Veronica? Do, do they, they go, go to they zero? Yeah, they do go. They to, go to s- five? Do they go past it? Yeah, because we got past games. You know, right? Will they ever retouch one again? Like, mm-hmm. who knows what they're gonna do? And this could be. You know, something that gives us a little bit of a glimpse, but yeah, anything that shows us more is for, for the Huber representation yeah. here, showing us more of the Wesker, Wesker model and yeah. RE engine. Like it's yeah. like the privilege, the the thing he's been waiting for the most is that the privilege of l- laying his eyes on that. Mm-hmm. And it's like you get more Wesker now. Get more Wesker, <laughs> um, yeah, the only thing is the question is the gameplay because it looked like it was all cutscenes for the mm-hmm. Separate Ways trailer. Um, just how it's going to play? I've we'll, got a little bit of detail. Oh which sure, is yeah, yeah, love to here. hear. So yeah, Ada is
1: armed with a grappling gun. Okay, yeah. so that will be a gameplay mechanic. Okay. That okay. can be used to swing across chasms, make rapid ascents, and plunge into depths below. All right. Uh, she can also wield the device in combat to take on enemies in close quarters and launch into melee takedowns from a distance. Ooh. Oh, that's, that's cool. That's sick. Okay.
2: So is separate ways all Ada? Yeah. You play
1: as Ada. Yeah, yeah. You play as ADA.
2: That's awesome. I'm yeah. I'm much too much of a scaredy cat to ever get through a Resident Evil game until Resident Evil Village. That was the first mm. one that I rolled credits on. Um, but yeah i I was way too scared as a kid and I'm now trying to be brave as an adult <laughs> now that they're doing these beautiful remakes for everything so it's it's a good time but I am intrigued by Ada's character so that's cool
1: yeah yeah that's kind of the whole the whole thing she's like she she's she's doesn't straight. let you know mm-hmm. what's going just on straight. yeah uh, but this is coming very soon yeah this is coming next week the 21st for 999 hell
3: yeah Yeah, can we we just make the announcement now that next Thursday will not be stream team that we'll just be playing this? Oh sure, I mean they can vote for it too. No, we're just gonna do it. We we had this rule with RE4 before. Remember when the RE4 demo dropped? You're like, no stream. This is, yeah, this is the DLC we've been waiting for. Mm -hmm. Um, And alongside
1: this, there's the free update for Mercenaries, uh, which is going to have Ada and Albert Whisker playable uh, in that bonus mode. Yeah, that had been data
3: mined like earlier but they didn't end up in the release version so these were definitely expected so it's nice Got that it. they like mm. it came true cuz mm-hmm. like it could have just been something they cut and like yeah we just cut out some and never put them in the final version so we're pretty much getting everything yeah that we were led to you know to believe we were going to get mm-hmm. so it's pretty good on them and within like Less than a year of coming yeah. out. I'm always one who like doesn't like plan DLC to come out too far after the original release. So, I mean, better next week than October, I guess. It's right. like I'll take, I'll take next week over
1: over crowded True. October at this point for sure. Uh, next up, we got a good long look uh, at Spider-Man Two. Yeah. Uh, now, this one's a little bit of a funny one for for timing uh, because as many people have uh, been quick to have seen. Uh, Insomniac's photos uh, from the preview event had Michael Huber in them. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so, yeah, so we're just going to be talking about the trailer here. Uh, if you happen to be watching this when our preview is up, go watch that preview. Um, but uh, I don't know what, what else I could say about that mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, but we weren't at that event, so nope. it makes it nope. a little bit easier on our yeah. end. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we got a, a, a look at Expanded New York. We got mm-hmm. a look at the, the swapping between characters. Uh, and they talked about uh that there will be villains in there that we have not seen mm-hmm. uh, in the insomniac universe yet mm-hmm. which is
2: cool they I liked when they talked about swapping between the characters as almost instantaneous mm-hmm. from a tech perspective I'm very interested to see how that's implemented so
1: yeah because it's be like very cool. yeah very much a GTA 5 kind of thing yeah. like, where they could just be out anywhere doing their own thing mm-hmm. and you pop over to, to see what they're doing mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean just looks like pure fun to me bloodworth this is just going to be a a
5: damn good time whenever I play this game. Just swinging around is going to be fantastic. And the new, like, traversal stuff they're implementing, like, the gliding and all that stuff, just looks great.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, movement in these games has always felt amazing. So, and see there, and and is that what the swap out actually looks like in real time? I don't know. Uh, That part where we just saw miles swing in that looked really cool um but yeah and especially now when they're talking about navigation having these you know very obvious kind of ar goggle look to them as as our heroes are flying around if that makes navigating the world a little easier to find what you're looking for I'm all for that because I can't tell you how many times in these games yeah. I've like circled the same <laughs> building forever trying oh, yeah. to find yeah, what the icon is a map
3: kind of thing, cool yeah. yeah they literally said it's like yeah they're using their AR goggles to mm-hmm. yeah. like see it so it's yeah. like yeah I expect that like cool. if you have that tech let me use it mm-hmm. and they're like not everything shows up right away you still might need to like discover some stuff and then like maybe like mark it but then it will always be there for you or I imagine like once you find a certain type of activity and you enter a new area it will like start showing you those mm-hmm. like there'll be like the, mm-hmm. the tower spots like survey the area and then sure. and like it all shows up. But yeah, the, the even adding in the fact that when you point out the glider, Brad, that mm-hmm. they added in new ways to traverse so that they could add different types of landscape in there. So it's not all just like skyscrapers. They talked about like being able to go back to the high school where it's like it's just normal houses around there. There aren't skyscrapers, so how does Spider-Man swing around like without a lot of buildings? It's like, well, he yeah. can now glide and use that to get around. So they really thought of a lot of things here um, to to make it work. I think to help with that that the immersive feeling. And then yeah, like I'm excited about the movement because I played this uh, play the original and Miles Morales. I like Miles Morales a little bit more, but like as you see, like playing his boat, they incorporating those gadgets and like they showed mm-hmm. like those upgrade. Uh, Trees, the skill trees as well. There, there's a lot in here, and it's like they're leaving it enough for to the imagination. With like the, they they said the hidden villains that mm-hmm. we haven't seen yet, also hidden allies like who might mm, be showing true. up to yeah. also help Miles and uh, and Peter here. Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, yeah, I think we you know there, there's definitely going to be a lot to play with. You know, and they talked about having all these different costumes in there, and like it looks like a lot of the costumes even have like variable. Color schemes mm, uh, yeah, among them, sick. and so yeah, yeah, it's it's looking super good. I want this. <laughs> I want a Spider Verse
3: costume back again yeah and i want them to go i want them to go further i want them to change new york to look like the movie too oh Oh. whoa! that'd be sick full screen like just uh, yeah just like yeah all the npcs look like i want that (laughs) like watching watching across the spider-verse i was like all order i was like you know what i kind of want this i want a spider-man game that actually looks like this Mm. too this would look sick this looks great but it's like they're looking where to go next it's like That looks pretty good too. But hey, just having Spider the outfit again, doing the same like animation, the the lower frame rate—it's so fun to see that. It is cool. Yeah. Oh, the cat! The cat! The cat has to be back, please! (laughs) Yes, please!
1: I must have the cat, please. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Damiani, big surprise! Tales of Arise Beyond the Dawn. What you guys are trying to convince me was a full game. Well, and we didn't know, but now it makes more sense. Yeah. Now,
3: well, I mean, what's an expansion? Well, it's in this? been like, like two years or something. <laughs> yeah, like what, they, yeah. To be fair, it's like, and they've how done f- sequels. What before. DLC came out this far after for like this type of game? It's not like this is World of Warcraft where we're gonna expansion like two, three years later. It's Tales. It's a Tales game. It's mm-hmm. like they they usually have like a one year shelf life with their DLC, and then they move on to the next. They yeah. like, they crank these out pretty quickly. So, and this one, as I said, was a very well-received, very popular, moving to a new engine, trying to take the series a little bit in a different direction. You know, it's still very much familiar, yes. but it, it basically it's best described as the, the HD Tales games finally with a little bit of budget is right. the best way to describe yeah. these. and. It made sense. Like, oh, yeah, it's getting a sequel. The ones that do well get sequels. So I wouldn't even rule out a sequel even with this. I'm oh, like, the yeah, fact I they're wouldn't. doing this late, they're doing DLC for this. I mean, we don't know behind the scenes what was going on, what caused us to take two years or whatever. Like, what it was delayed by COVID or whatever. Yeah, who knows? But it also could be read as this is so popular successful. We still wanted to do this after the fact. And we'd like to maybe make more of these. Um. Yeah, I'm just, as I said, just curious what they're going to do with the gameplay, because it already had a pretty unique combat system. Um, I'm curious if they just mix it up at all, or what new additions they do. And yeah, story-wise, I'm I remember I, without spoiling things, I uh, like any tales game. I got really crazy at the end, so I'm kind of curious <laughs> yeah. where I've got, I've got we a story are here with this. this year. Yeah, not
1: that I understand the context fully, but
3: well, all I know is like one thing, and like it seemed like it was following that the one character has something different about them, which makes sense. It's what happened in the ending, mm. but I can't tell you anything else other than that at this point. It's been so long, yeah, because it's been so long. Yeah, yeah.
1: so it says uh, one year after the conclusion, okay, of the main game. Uh, Alfin and the rest of the six are caught between being revered as the liberating hero of Donna and reviled as the destroyer of rights by Renans mm-hmm. by chance, Alfin and his party meet a young girl named uh, Nazimil who is the daughter of a Renan lord and a Donan. Will the six be able to change the fate of the girl who will eventually fall under the curse of the mask look. The- I don't know. What what? The curse of the, the mask. Curse of the mask? <laughs> like, like Jim Carrey mask? Like uh, what? Explore the world again with party members who are connected okay. together with a strong bond. There it is. Experience That's new, no exciting new challenges and see a world that is at once familiar yet evolved okay. since the conclusion of the original story. It's 20 hours of content, uh, new quests, dungeons, boss fights, and an epic new story arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming November 9th.
3: Yeah, that's always the pitfall of these like direct slash, like, or expansions to a game that like are set in the same world um, when they're a single player focused game is how much of it feels the same and familiar. Mm-hmm. Like Final Fantasy X-2 like how much of that was like traversing new zones versus going through familiar. Yep. Tails has done this before as well. Exilia 2 was it a prime example where how many new areas versus old and this and even if they do have the old zones, will they actually make them feel like a year has passed? I feel like with this tech and with this budget, I'm expecting that the very mm-hmm. least they're not going to literally reuse the same zone; i's going to look identical. Like maybe the NPCs moving around, but like I want to see things changed in a year. Yeah. So mm-hmm. as long as they meet that and avoid that pitfall that a lot of these 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 uh, RPGs sometimes fall into when they do a direct sequel, I'll be mostly happy. But yeah, like, again, the battle system stuff. Like, what are they doing different here? definitely curious. And, yeah, the story. Like, I'm not sure about this story yet. I mean, the ramifications, that's a big thing. All these big RPGs, when they, like, do something world-saving at the end, it's like, when you really look at them... Through like a like a like a, you know you actually focus in on them they're like yeah there are consequences here that like if the game just ends like oh we're just never gonna deal with these like what mm-hmm. happened and this one was like the original was like two worlds like one had to deal with like this is a tales like recurring theme one world has to maybe suffer for the fate of another one or vice versa so seeing how that plays out I mean it's it's a pretty common trope but. You know, will, you know, this game was a game that, sorry, the original one was a game that was already dealing with the characters having to deal with hate from one side or the other. Like, there would be a champion on one side of the the people, the other people, like, revered, or, or, sorry, reviled
1: them, not revered them. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, It's... Still very packed. For, yeah, yeah, and it's this year. L- like November 9th year. is yeah. right after the crazy. So soon. Yeah.
3: Why not? Wait. At this point, it's like, can you just like do January? <laughs> I mean, like January, just a little bit before the February RPG onslaught. Like that would be nice. Or December? <laughs> I take December. Hmm. <laughs>
1: Uh, next up, we've got Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Speaking oh, yeah. so of December. Trish, <laughs> you're interested in this, yeah?
2: Yeah, I and this was not on my radar at all. Like, had we seen anything of we've this before? We've seen some
1: of it, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was
2: my first time seeing it uh, in detail. And I, yeah, it was very surprising to me. But um, I, I will play this. I don't know, I mean, it'll depend on the gameplay if I'll finish it or not, but I, I will certainly check it out. I'm, I'm intrigued enough to want to live in this world for a little while, at least.
1: Yeah, and then Don back there is our our, our massive Avatar fan. Him yeah, and you I are... was
0: gonna say, Damian, you got a clear path in December. Avatar's got... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here comes <laughs> the spin zone I honestly think every this is. I think the third little showing we've seen, and each time this looks better and better to me. I mean, this was a short little trailer, but the narrative stuff is looking more solid. All the stuff on Pandora is just Pandora is just what we want. Like it looks like a fun place. To explore all the geographical sort of touchdowns, touchstones there you see in the background, you know, familiar spots, yeah. all interconnected, just a beautiful place to be able to exist in this sort of open world. And then the, f- you know, the sort of retribution gameplay of taking down these military bases, I think is going to just be a satisfying, fun action loop to be involved in. I mean, can you imagine diving off this cliff right here? Does this <laughs> look fun? Yes, <laughs> big time. So I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm in. I got to say, I'm in. You know, I wasn't a guarantee that I was going to like this game, but I'm liking it more and more each time we see it. So it's looking gorgeous, I think.
1: Yeah, Don, I got some details from the press release here. Hit me. Uh, you discover that you are a member of the respected uh, Sarentu clan, believed to have disappeared years before. As you journey across the western frontier, you'll meet the Ar- Aranahe. A clan of artisans known for weaving skills. Uh, the Zeswa, proud nomadic clan that lives in symbiosis with gigantic beasts called Zakru. And the Kametire, a reclusive, enigmatic clan skilled in healing and potion making. Hmm. So I'm guessing you probably get those different skills from each one that you go yeah. to go visit. Uh, as a rite of passage, you will bond with your own banshee, or ikran, as the Navi say. Uh, together, you'll be able to explore Pandora from a new perspective uh, from the skies. You can also fish with them, cool. Uh, perform acrobatics above the clouds, and fight against the RDA together. Uh, you can also expand your exploration possibilities on the ground uh, by learning to ride a dire horse. I didn't yes. know that's what that was
0: called.
2: <laughs> I'm into it.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's looking very nice. I can't <laughs> wait to play. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, and then the, the last one I got, uh, to focus in on, uh, Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord. Yes. Oh, the VR one. Yeah. Ghostbusters
2: yeah. VR. I'm here for it. I, I'll dig up the Ghostbusters official fan club card I had when I was like six years old and you know, this, this looks awesome. So, I mean, go, I feel like going from the Nerf proton pack of yesteryear to like being in VR kicking out a ghost trap is going to feel real good.
1: Yeah. Which, uh, VR do you usually play on?
2: Uh, I have I have quite a few of them, so okay. I'll, I'll swap back and forth between them. But, I mean, if this is on PSVR, PSVR 2 is great.
1: Yeah, so this is on uh, VR 2, MetaQuest 2, and MetaQuest okay. 3 with crossplay support. That's
5: nice. So oh, if you've got play, multiple yeah. of those and nice. you can play together, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's nice. true.
2: That's true. Yeah, I, got a, I don't have a Quest 3, but I've got a Quest 2 uh, and a PSVR 2, so that's great.
1: Uh, I, I was kind of going through the little bullet points, seeing what stood out. Uh, they have headset feedback hmm. to feel the vibration of, gl- of ghosts flying through you. Cool. <laughs> that
2: will be <laughs> what? cool. So
1: that, your awesome. head will rumble if yeah, a ghost oh flies my in your God. Like getting
2: slimed, you know? It's
1: great. Mm-hmm. It's great. That's good. <laughs>
2: Pure fandom at its finest, and I'm here for it.
1: Um yeah some other things that were in there we got a funny little look at Baby Steps again the weird like nightmare physics thing walking simulator for real. Yeah it looks so fun uh, <laughs> Ghost Runners 2 was in there yep. they showed off some new PS5 colors mm-hmm. um, one we thought already existed for yeah. a Yeah <laughs> Yeah I mean on the stream it looked yeah. like the same color white well, so, wi- no.
2: the white or the red The, the red, red one, one. Yeah um, the red that they had out already is more of like a deep, deep pink. Yeah, kind of. But it right? looked
1: like that on our monitor. Sure. So, yep. But it's like then a later shot. It's like, oh, I guess it is more red, mm-hmm. like yeah. candy apple kind of red. Mhm. Um, uh, and then uh, Hell Divers Two is in there, looking good. Yeah, yeah, dude,
5: I cannot wait to play Helldivers Divers Two. I really like the first one, and now this one seems like a huge leap up in like budget and stuff. It's like more third person now, and seems like more planets and all that stuff. I just can't wait for the chaos of. Trying to take down bugs with everyone and us getting their, <laughs> each other killed. It'll be so much fun. And it, I think Oprah has cross some PC, too. Yeah. So hopefully it does. Yeah, I think mm-hmm.
1: it might, but I don't remember for sure. Yeah. But hell, yeah. I'll yeah. play that.
2: The big bugs looked cool.
5: Yeah.
1: We got more news to come, but if you've been enjoying the show so far, uh, be sure to take a second to like and subscribe and ring that bell over on YouTube. It helps us and it helps you stay connected.
0: And now, a word from our sponsors. You hear that sound? It's the sound of a sale you're missing out on because you're not selling on Shopify. And what does it sound like with Shopify? Ah, that's a little better. Start selling with Shopify today. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're a garage entrepreneur or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. So whether you're selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person POS system or offering organic olive oil on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you're covered. And once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn them from browsers to buyers. What I love about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. That's huge. And Shopify is truly a global force. Powering all birds, Rothy's and Brook Linen—you've heard of these—and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your every success, every step of the way. This is possibility. Powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash allies, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash allies to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash allies. Do you ever find that just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking? Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or at any other inopportune moment? It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental peace. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash allies today to get 10% off your first month. That's better help dot com slash allies. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies,
1: thank you. Alright. Uh, yeah, we said we had a lot of fun news. Now, a not so fun. Aww. Pile of mess. To, I, I hard, hard to even sort through. It's like every couple of hours there's more development. Uh, but uh, Unity has uh, tried to change the deal. Basically, Uh, (laughs) the whole development community is up in arms, up in turmoil, uh, after Unity basically announced uh, an update to its terms of service, saying that starting next year, they will begin to take a fee every time a game using Unity is installed. Uh, And at first, they were talking about, like, oh, even if you reinstall it, et cetera, et cetera. Now they've sort of walked that back and saying it's like, no, only first time installs and count, but it will still count. If it's, like, you install on a PS5 and then you install the same game on, like, another, like, or if you install on a Steam Deck in addition to your PC, mm-hmm. in addition to another, like, what? And it's, like, 20 cents each or something like that? Yeah, it's, it's insane. I cannot believe
5: this is happening right now. Like, who who approved this? Like, Dr. Evil? I don't understand.
4: Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, how man.
5: anyone can think this is a good idea or how this would turn out all right.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, it it brings up so many issues. You know, like when you talk about the same user installing multiple times before they had walked that back, then, you know, we talk about review bombs. There could be install bombs. Like someone just angrily sitting there installing and uninstalling over and over and over to hurt a dev. Like that's awful. And, you know, I I feel like when people. That's going to happen.
5: Right. So,
2: thank goodness they walked that part back. But, like, I don't know. As someone who has a uh, a Steam Deck, a gaming laptop, and a two gaming PC setup, like, I don't want to sit here happy to feature some indie indie games and play and give support to indie games, but simultaneously charging them mo- like right. money for all of these installs. It's it's so backwards thinking and it's so harmful, especially to. The smaller developers out there, I, I love indie games. I'm a huge indie game supporter. I do an indie game showcase on my Twitch every week. Um, and it, it breaks my heart for some of these smaller companies because I don't know how they will be able to continue on.
1: Yeah. Well, and then uh, Brandon Sheffield at Necrosoft, AgroCrab, uh, Cult of mm-hmm. Land devs, Like, a lot of people have been calling this stuff out because, like, even the things that they're saying when they walk this back, like, it doesn't make sense. They're like, oh, yeah, we won't charge the indie devs for Game Pass the platform holders will pay that fee, and I'm like, wait, you're just now you're volunteering Microsoft to <laughs> pay. Yeah, you think to they're, they're gonna be, ha- so yeah, they're gonna be happy Path? about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, Phil was like, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. What? <laughs> and like, and of course, the long run, it's still gonna come back to the developers. Either they're not gonna get as much money on those deals, sure. Or mm-hmm. they're not gonna get those deals because they're gonna get passed by for something that's not on Unity, if that's gonna be the case. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's in there, but I mean, it also sounds like internally
3: there definitely were staff who were not happy about. They're apparently like people that are getting let go. Let because let they disagreed de- with this yeah. so hard that they're like, "No, you, you got to go now." Let go, and people just res- resigning, saying yeah. like, we, "Okay, well, well, you know, we're out of here." You know, They've we're been not fighting against this, this behind yeah. the
1: scenes for some time, and, and we're not heard.
3: And it was apparently the triggers pulled without like a lot of like internal review from the people wow. who wanted to see the stuff. And there is a name attached to all this: mm-hmm. John Ricatello. John Ricatello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, same Hi. person who championed loot boxes. already. Uh, <laughs>
1: someone said uh, or Rami Ismail on Twitter said if you made a game that just reached 200,000 in revenue at a 50-50 publisher split and you decided to support say this he linked charity bundle for racial justice you'd
2: end up 60,000 dollars in (laughs) debt
1: (laughs) just with this like
5: stupid unity thing
1: right well and that's one of the things is they one of their walkbacks is like oh yeah charity games won't count but it's like what do you mean? That there's nothing attached to a Steam go- code right. that tells you yeah. you got it from it's charity. charity uh, yeah. And that's where like a lot of this comes down to. It's like, how are you tracking these installs? When you say that like you'll be watching for fraud, it's like, okay, but you're the ones that benefit... If there is fraud, so how hard are you going to be watching? They're not going to be.
2: Well, and how does that affect media and PR codes and stuff like that as well? Because, you know, as you pointed out, there's nothing attached to a Steam code that says where you got it from. So, I don't know. It it seems really backwards. um, And I hope that someone sees some sense soon.
1: Yeah. But even that, there have been numerous devs now who have said, I don't care if they go all the way back and erase th- this and mm-hmm. say they're not going to do this now, I'm not trusting them again. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, as soon as I can move off of Unity, I'm, I'm doing it. If yeah. They even have that option because some people right. have put three years into a four-year dev oh. cycle and it's like, they can't switch now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when one of the other issues about this is like, oh, you can just... Willy nilly change your terms of service to say you owe us money now. Like, yeah,
5: what? That's so insane.
1: Yeah, Uh, they're they're pointing out, and I don't know how much weight this holds, but somebody pointed out that like, if you go back and look at like a a blog that Unity had said before, that essentially like, well, if you just lock your build to the 2023 build Hmm. and you don't update to the next year or whatever, Hmm. then you can't be bound by the terms of service.
2: Ah. Oh. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Yeah. There's going to be a lot. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like We're hearing a lot from the small developers, but there are big, big publishers developers. on Unity yeah. as well who are not going to be happy. And I'm betting they're not speaking publicly because no, their lawyers blind. are going to be speaking for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: absolutely. Well, maybe they can make a difference.
1: Yeah. Maybe. What...
3: Yeah, I, I just... yeah, it's
5: insane. I can't believe this is happening. Like, what is going on? Yeah.
3: Also, I mean, talk about... Unity gonna like you were saying they're gonna lose probably so much business no matter what, I mean who, it, it, like people are just gonna move on to another platform. I mean, I don't know what else is the equivalent for like mm-hmm. small scale platforms for indie games, but I mean, I imagine like other companies might try like I can't even say like Epic trying to be like let's try well, and, right, well, like yeah. with the
1: Unreal and the Fortnite mm-hmm. stuff, yeah, that, where you can basically like, go into Fortnite and make your game in Fortnite or whatever, like that's you know more of competition to like Roblox or something. Mm-hmm. But again, like Unreal has done a lot of things to try to make that entry. Yeah, you know, that's very what I'm saying. Yeah. I think yeah. they could
3: see like this is a, another opportunity for like a bridge program. It's like, all right, these are all mostly going to be small indie devs. Let's make them a special like entry, pl- you know, plan yeah. for this to win- like to bring them over. What were their hesitations before? And you know, maybe we start them on that and like you know, be very transparent about it because and then yeah, that this is like the end, like Unity is just like gone. I mean I don't know enough about Unity, but like I, I also know like this developing on it in the past has like, you know,
1: had like issues on certain platforms as well. So Yeah, well this uh, one yeah. of the things that uh, Brandon Sheffield had brought up is that like this is sort of a culmination of things that have been going on in the past couple of years. Okay. Because yeah. it's like they're like all of these features or or things that'll be broken is like essentially the way he was describing it is like as people have moved on from the company, or like things that the company acquired, and then those people got laid off or whatever, then it's like the the figureheads or whatever they just like they just stop caring about those features and they don't get updated and supported the way they. Do. Okay,
3: yeah, like I was trying to get like, are they getting the, even their money's worth? Like you know, justifying charging this more when like de- it sounds like developers might have been having some
1: problems with like Unity's features. So yeah, they this is like just all sorts of wrong. <laughs> yeah. And then, as a consequence, this morning, uh, meetings at Unity uh, and two other office locations were closed because they had a credible death threat. Oh, jeez. So.
2: Oh wow.
1: Yeah. And don't think you need to.
2: Yeah,
3: don't go do that. that. Far. Don't do, do that. Not do, that. But, do not do that. Do not do that. Yeah. But. but I mean, that is like for some people. I mean, you are like potentially crossing a line with people's livelihoods for this. Oh, like, yeah, you absolutely For some are. small devs, it's like, they you they said they're so far and they can't back out, you know, they might be, like, going insane from this, like, trying to, like, figure things out, and, like, I can see how that's incredibly infuriating and upsetting, sure. but, yeah, I think that there's it's, like, the strength of numbers, like, all of these devs just need to try and band together, you know, and, like, you know, lot like, lodge your complaints and or, you know, leverage however they can, and, like, as you said, publishers are probably going to be starting having their lawyers start talking, like, just mm-hmm. get on board with that.
1: I mean, yeah. I think... Th- it, it, I'm it's, pretty sure, like, yeah. Nintendo's used Unity for some of their games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, yeah, yes. Nintendo
2: won't be down for that. No. Uh, and as you mentioned, Game Pass, if they pass those fees on oh. to <laughs> Microsoft, like, that's that's going to be a thing that we'll hear about <laughs> from a legal perspective. Um, so, yeah, getting t- getting together with the big dogs and their legal teams is probably a great way to go.
3: Yeah, it's so gonna have a conference where Phil's like, <laughs> Phil Spencer's just like, all right, uh, I I got a bunch of people here, and he just walks in the Unity office, John's office. It's like,
1: all right, John, we gotta have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: What's this bill here?
1: <laughs> also, this week, uh, Stig Asmussen, uh, director yeah. of uh, the Jedi Games over at Respawn, mm-hmm. has left EA to pursue other adventures. Mm-hmm.
5: He uh, did God of War 3, I think, also. Mm-hmm. So he's been around. Yeah,
1: been around. Yeah.
5: I wonder what he's going to do now.
1: Yeah. He had said in March that he saw the series as a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently One he's more. got somebody Someone to fill in. Yeah. thinks God is in good hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Square Enix has reportedly lost $2 billion in Ooh. value since Final Fantasy XVI's launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though that game did well, apparently it did not do well enough uh, for the money people's. Wow. To recuperate all the money they've lost in other projects. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, offset. That's
2: so surprising to me.
1: Yeah. Well, stuff like Babylon's Fall, Forspoken. Yeah. Yeah. Avengers. They had a lot <laughs> of projects
3: that didn't hit their sales expectations in the past. And then they had a bunch of like smaller titles come out last year to just never gain traction because they had a million titles come out in the yeah, span of a like few months. There were part. so many. And I don't know what they expected from that. And then they were like, "Oh well, sixteen will take, will save us and get us out of this hole that we like kind of dug ourselves into." And it did as well as it probably could have. And mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, didn't do well." In, I mean, it did well, but it didn't get us out of debt. Uh oh. Well, we, like wow. and investors probably saw like, "Oh wow." Yeah, you were kind of leading us to believe that this was going to
1: maybe bail you out, and it's not. So. Yeah, they said they reported a uh, 66% drop in profit mm-hmm. and, uh, versus, I think, the year before.
2: Well, and I mean, to be fair to 16, it also dropped at a really tough time. Like, there's a lot of massive games out right now. Yeah. Um. And I, I mean, I'm one of the consumers that played the demo and mm-hmm. was like, this looks awesome. I'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. So, like, I fully plan on buying that game. Just not right now because my backlog is too yeah, big. Yeah. But I totally will buy it at some point. So yeah, I, I, I feel really bad for them.
1: I really don't think 16's the issue. I think that they put more expectations on 16 than it should have. Got it. Um, And then these other games, you know, and that's one of the things, like, the analysts are, you know, concerned about quality, uh, you know, across the lineup and the structure of teams and stuff. But at the same time, they've been changing the the structure there, and, like, 16 is an evidence of that, of them changing how they're structured and bringing Luminous back into the internal side of things. Yeah. I mean, it's very complex, I feel
3: like, because on the one hand you have like the 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 management side of it like the the f- historically cbu3 is like the poster child of like finishing a game on a budget. They kept touting how 16 was made like on budget, on time. Like right. so the project project management part of that is good, but then you look at the other departments and because these reports are saying like well there might be some trouble with project management in other departments and you have forspoken which, you know, was luminous and it was Pretty painfully clear to me that it th- this started off as like a, a, a vision of Tabata who departed Square Enix uh, probably in the middle of that game's early development, and while they ha- handed off the studio to a new director, I kind of question whether or not like the game had like uh, they had the technical know-how, but that game suffers mostly from like a lack, I think, of like focused direction and focus, um, and obviously the x that's one part of it and then on top of that that the former ceo now having ridiculous expectations for that game Like, just straight up saying, like, this is going to be another staple, a triple A staple of Square Enix. Like, Mm -hmm. we we expect it to be on par with, like, Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, Kingdom Hearts. And it's like, what? I was like, (laughs) where are you getting this from? Like, I understand there's hopes and dreams and there's, like, reality (laughs) here. And, like, that was just, that was, like, a big misfire there. And, yeah, like, other projects. Like, I mean... 15 did eventually come out but yeah. like it uh, yeah there's it's a, a lot of time. stories of like prolonged development for projects at Square Enix
1: and I think this is a you know f- yeah. more fuel to the fire here of that but I think on top of that and on top of like really big you know whiffs like Babylon's Fall mm-hmm. like remember last fall we just kept talking about like all these Square Enix games yeah. were coming out like weeks apart yeah, one the after Field, another Valkyrie Elysium mm-hmm. yeah then like and, Harvestella and, and they weren't, like, they weren't even like they they couldn't even their PR teams couldn't even manage them yeah, yeah. to be like figure out look who's gonna get codes like we were asking each other like did you get this yeah. no nobody's yeah. got this game yeah. and so nobody was even talking about these games and they were just dropping one after another and I can't imagine any of them sold well
3: yeah I don't think I don't think any of them really sold well enough honestly. And yeah, the those smaller projects, you know, also some might get conflated with like some of the other smaller projects which are otherwise would be, you know, a little bit bigger. Like mm-hmm. the stuff that hit Switch, like uh or Team Osno stuff basically.
1: Right. Like that stuff does sell well. And like I think that probably even like the, the mana remake probably did well enough.
3: Yeah. Know? I think they have enough of these the, these these existing projects that are in between like there aren't triple a big budget, but are like our smaller budget and where they manage the expectations. But then they have like, as you said, like a giant onslaught of ones that like, just don't sell at all. And they, then they point to that like they, they, then they start saying, Oh, we need to like focus more on like bigger projects. And, 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 and then, you know, not having as many like diverse projects and that, I don't know. Sometimes I like this feeds into the, 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 the the reports that there might be like some you know, some management problems over there and and but the thing is no one's naming names so mm-hmm. we have no idea and as far as we know like Final Fantasy VII Rebirth looks amazing and stuff so like that's CBU one mm-hmm. and that's like that's Toriyama Katase. um I mean Nomura's not even directing anymore wow. but like Kingdom Hearts four like mm-hmm. I mean if that comes out anytime in the next few years like it's like you know and three came out it's like those seem to be back a little bit better on track. Mm-hmm. It's like where is this like where is this happening? Like and to me, it doesn't seem like it's a producer thing. It feels like it's more of an executive level right. issue at the company. I mean, what's the the whole thing with NFTs they still won't let
1: go of either. Right. Well, yeah, like they, they have this they we, sold, Yeah, they're they just sold like crazy. off. They're
3: crazy. They like, sold
1: ah. off IDOS yes. and crystal dynamics yes. to invest in NFTs. Yeah, insane. Bro, this is like <laughs>
3: problems at the highest level. I feel like <laughs> where they have a vision for the company and they're trying to stick to it. And yet, all their successes are saying, stop. Like, Miss Man, okay, I said CBU one, but I actually don't know who did these. I forget off the top of my head, but like, First Soldier, one year, gone, bye. Mm-hmm. We have Ever Crisis out. Who knows how it's gonna, how long it's gonna last? But there are a lot of people like, yo, too many microtransactions to mm-hmm. game, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. I just, I wanted this. So they're even taking some of their biggest stuff and misfiring with like the spinoffs and not like capitalizing. Like how easy would it have been to release like a Final Fantasy 7 Pocket Edition, like right. that is using those nice new Chibi graphics they made for Ever Crisis. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got it right with Crisis Core. I feel mm-hmm. like like that hit expectations and that was the right thing. But for every one of those, they do like multiple of these like misfires. So I don't know how well they're doing like on the mobile end, isn't like especially with the, the Final Fantasy stuff. And yeah, like their insistence on NFT investment and ga- and service games. The other problem with them is uh. service games, man. Like I hope Foam Stars does well and you know it catches on. But honestly, like to me, that's like a game you play for a month. It has its month in the limelight, and people move on from it. It's like then budget appropriately for that and expect like that's what you get to do. But too many of these like, I mean Balan's fall was the king of it like you know it yeah. they just have unrealistic expectations sometimes and by they
1: I'm, I think it's oh, the high and higher. they were, they were Balan Wonderworld too right yeah Balan yeah, I was just thinking
3: that it's like a high level thing yeah. so I don't really think it's the any of the producers like that are the problem here maybe that like the terminology is being like confused like lost in translation perhaps Absolutely. i don't know we don't have the actual l- raw notes from this meeting that everyone is sourcing that well, all this information came from so i like who knows but i mean the other thing was about like you know just like like a lot of like ha- like crunch or stuff maybe still being persistent there like that you know, something that they should try and like move away from in other departments that they're still doing that because I know they've tried to make a better effort for that, but that's also could be why some of these, you know, how many of these games did you really need to come out last year? Yeah. Like, did you need to like have like people crunching that hard to get out all those games just to sell nothing? Yeah. No. Right. Probably not. And like, kind of hold on to those games. I mean,. I get this year was pretty crowded, but I mean, you know, I don't think it would have made a difference if Valkyrie or yeah. if came out last fall or came out, like, in a more dead time maybe next year. You could have made them like, better know, games, yeah. too. And polished it a little bit more, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And taken more time with it.
1: Mm. Um. <laughs> kind of, kind of related. Uh, reports indicate that uh, the Embracer Group is looking to sell Gearbox. Oh my God! Uh, just two and a half years after buying them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Embracer
5: Group, dude, they are like just a plane going down. on What's fire the opposite right of now. embracing?
3: What's the opposite <laughs> of embracing <laughs> Releasing? Release? Released. Is release? <laughs> okay. yeah, They're releasing
5: them, dude. Oh, I thought it was catch Ejecting. and release. Catch
3: and release. So oh, right.
1: yeah.
5: It's like Gearbox. Gearbox seems like one of their better ones, I guess.
1: Yeah. Because well, their games seem to sell. Usually. But then, but then you can get some good money off of that. That's what I was gonna <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah, that yeah. stands to make
2: the most money. Just quick money. cash.
1: Yeah, they're they're lamenting the two billion dollars they lost. Maybe they can get a bill out of a Gearbox. Yeah. You know. yeah. Okay. A billion for Gearbox.
2: <laughs> I mean, Gearbox makes good games.
1: And they yeah, they and they, and they have a publishing arm too. Yeah, well, that's
3: what. Yeah we, yeah, we talk about Frame Trap. That's what we talk. Yeah, about. Remnant. yeah. Remnant. Yeah, Remnant did um,
1: surprisingly Well, yeah.
3: but yeah. Absolutely. They Take-Two should probably consider just Take-Two scooping them up? Yeah, scooping them up since they sure. already have the, the Borderlands, like, mm-hmm. publishing. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing? Like, mm-hmm. the publishing deal or whatever? Yeah. Just own it outright. Because he said, like, it. I think... Borderlands is a strong IP, like yeah. and it has a strong future as especially if it's like back in the hands of like the, the people who are familiar with it and the, yeah. the familiar publisher. It's like, oh, it's back where it should be so yeah. well, I don't uh, think it's gone anywhere. I think they just have no. no. a deal right. for
1: yeah, for that. Public t- facing to keep though. Going. It's like yeah. oh yay, like
3: they can be like happy press release, like yay, we're back home, blah, blah, blah. Like it sounds <laughs> yeah. all nice and like but you really think not go anywhere, but it's like you know.
2: Yeah, Borderlands is doing great. I just had the Pandora's Box Collection drop. You can get all of those games for it's something like 90% off or something like that. And I played the snot out of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Oh, I don't right, know that yeah. it was everybody's cup of tea, but I'm like, if you love Borderlands yeah. and you love Dungeons & Dragons. I did, I did
1: forget about that. <laughs> that they just, they just put that out last year.
2: Yeah, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands was great. Very funny.
1: Uh, there's an Xbox credit card now. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. yep. There's an Xbox, you, five different designs of MasterCard. Oh, ma- oh, okay, yeah. so you can get a, oh, yeah. cool. And uh, I guess, yeah, you get like rewards Points for like or something. Yeah. using it on the Xbox store and stuff like that. Neat! <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation's mm. had them for a while, mm-hmm. but uh, Xbox is joining wonder the which, party. I wonder which bank they're using for that, though. Uh, it was in there, but I didn't write it okay. down, sorry. Uh, Hades 2 early access begins Q2 2024. Can be that's good. a while, but I will just wait till it's all complete. Yeah, yeah I open. feel like really? I just want to yeah, play I'll that. I, I'm, I'm ready to go yeah. for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because they will be like adding story beats and stuff. Yeah. As oh yeah. yeah. They're add a lot yeah. to it, and it um, won't be story complete until 1.0. Until oh, yeah. Unless they say like it's going to be like around like a year or more between. They don't know Star. how long. I was
3: just going to yeah. say
2: how long is that early access expected? Yeah. They do
1: Like that's what they learned before. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Going through that process shows them, like, all of these things that sure. they should work on. Mm-hmm. So it'll take as long as it takes.
2: Yep. I mean, look how well it worked out for Baldur's Gate 3.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ascendant Studios, developers of Immortals of Avium, mm-hmm. uh, laid off almost half of their staff this morning. <gasps> 40 people lost their jobs from a team uh, that's about between oh, 80 and 100. No. Dude,
4: that game.
1: no. Like, no one played that game. So yeah, like, no. This, the Steam numbers were crazy. Just,
5: uh, just so bad. I think it. I mean, I haven't played it yet, but I heard it's fine. It's like a good game, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I played it a
2: little. Yeah. It wasn't bad.
5: Yes, yeah, but I think it's just if it's not good, like great for a lot of people, they'll skip it. I don't and think, it came think out it's at, about the game and itself. And it came yeah, out at a bad time. Is I think the, it's like an IP thing. thing. It's well, like a, a new IP weird, is always like, hard. Recognizability.
1: Yes, a new um, IP is hard. Pitching it to people, kind of a thing. I
5: wonder how expensive that game was, also. And it came out. At a bad time, just when everyone's in Baldur's Gate, Starfield, and like everyone's else, unless you're like Sea of Stars, maybe you get a lucky one like that. But I bet this game was pretty expensive.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, there's yeah. yeah, big He's name like actors, actors, and yeah. all the motion capture, budget, pieces, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's a shame. I mean, it sounds like they're still looking to invest in this IP. Okay. But right now, that's just like cash flow kind of thing. It's yeah. Like they've got to continue on. Yeah, if you know, they believe in it. Yeah. Team. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and then bad news for another EA original, Wild Hearts. Um, according to the game's uh, Discord and subreddit, maybe we'll get an announcement before this uh, goes public, but uh, uh, they're going to be ending additional support seven months after that launched. Uh, so servers are going to stay up, yeah. but they're not going to get new updates I like don't, locations, weapons, I, monsters, I don't that know, kind I, of ju-
5: thing. I just don't expect how long people thought they yeah. updated for, though, honestly. Like, how long do you expect them to update this game for? I mean, I think... It's not Monster Hunter. I, I
1: think people expected it to oh, have that kind of a tail No
5: way. I don't think it could be like Monster Hunter at all. They're doing like full-on expansions for those games. Right. I mean, I think maybe a year I would have expected. Seven months is maybe a little short, but I mean, I don't know how long you can going to yeah. support that game for.
1: I just feel like it's a game where it came out and then they stopped talking about it. Hmm. And so maybe like the people well, that were playing it knew about yeah. whatever updates were happening, but everyone else was just yeah, like yeah. out of mind.
5: Well, it came out and... This year, right, twenty twenty three. Yeah, the, everything's getting left behind in twenty twenty three. Right,
1: <laughs> right. All right, it's time for love and respect.
5: Love, love and respect. Love and respect. <laughs> <laughs>
1: good try. I frapped her. That's good.
2: Thank you, I tried. I tried really hard to get it. Uh,
1: From Tony G. (laughs) Hey, allies, hope you're well. Uh, As both respected uh, video game journalists and passionate gamers, do you ever find yourselves having to prematurely move on from a title you're really enjoying or not finished with? Uh, Maybe to play the latest release for work or to play a popular new title which has stolen your attention. Just last month we had Armored Core 6, Baldur's Gate 3, Sea of Stars, Trine 5, and more with Starfield waiting at the start of September. It's hard to choose just one to play with so many talked about, popular new releases worthy of your time. The FOMO is real, and there simply isn't enough time to play everything. With so much choice, it's hard to give one game your full attention. Uh, so do you prioritize and finish a single game at a time, or spread it out among lots of new titles? If I have the luxury of time,
5: I, I like to do one at a time. Mm-hmm. But frankly, there has not been. I've not had that luxury for a while now. It has been... I was playing Baldur's Gate three. Then I got Armored Core. So I was like, okay, I'll f- focus on that work, finish that off. Then I pretty much got Liza P. Like right after right. that, I was like, okay, well, let's do this one right now too. And I really had a great time with those games. But I'm just still like Borderlands. I'm like so deep into this game. I want to get back to this game, kind of thing, and see if Stars is out now too. And I'm just like, I want to play it. Yep. So yes, it's a constant struggle.
2: Oh yeah. For me, my my to play backlog is ever-growing. I mean, I am a massive Legend of Zelda fan, and I have not finished Tears of the Kingdom. And I I started Tears of the Kingdom, I started Baldur's Gate 3, I started Liza P, I started Starfield. Uh, You know, I'm like six to ten hours in on each of these things, (laughs) and then I swap to a new game. Now, certain games make my list of go back and finish this at some point. Um, And a lot of those games I've mentioned are on that list. Uh, But yeah, that list just gets longer and longer and longer. And so it takes being like a special, you know what, I'm going to do – this is going to be a 24-hour stream because I really want to make a dent in X
1: this, this, title. Look what this man does right here. Yeah. Right, that's what you got to do <laughs> if you want. Not 24, but if, pretty yeah. much. You're
5: doing like yeah. You're. Doing I don't think
1: she's cool. actually doing
2: 24. No, I'm not yeah. actually doing 24 <laughs> yeah. either. There
3: are some people who do 24. <laughs> yeah. There are
2: some people that do longer, and yeah. mad respect to those folks. Please remember to eat and drink and sleep. <laughs> yeah,
3: hydrated. Yes. Uh, yeah. I feel like the only two games I've been able to play. Uh, like standalone games in between all this stuff has been like Oracle Season Ages Mm -hmm. on like Nintendo Switch because it's something I'm like oh in bed I can just quickly like play a little bit of it and stop because you know like save states and everything it's like very like easy it didn't have like all those features I'd be like "Ah, I'm not even gonna bother with Mm -hmm. that but yeah that's about it it's like retro old games in between just something to like I need like something to like wind down or whatever but I, I, We've gotten, like, a similar version of this question before in, in the last few months. And I, I'm not one who likes to bounce between, like, ha- juggle multiple games at right. the same time. I hate that. I want to, like, stick with one game and either finish it or i have played enough of it. I'm like, I'm going to move on to the next game. Because I just start to, like, it's kind of, uh, to put in words that, like, Hubert understand best and applaud this. Because he is always against this. But it's kind of like the binging thing. Mm. We're binging for me, like, I, I do... Generally prefer binging, but it's harder to remember stuff when you binge. Mm -hmm. Like in the moment, you're really caught up and like everything makes sense. But as time moves on, it's like, what was that show about? Like I've watched entire shows and I'm like, I really can't remember. Oh my God. Like I was like, oh yeah, we watched all of Ozark this year at some point. I'm like, oh, yeah, that stuff happened in that. And, like, Succession, I, I was like, oh, yeah. I, I, I can remember the ends of those, but, like, go, thinking about the, and the beginnings, but it's like, what happened in between? It's like, that's what, like, games with me. If, like, I bounce around between too many, mm-hmm. it's like, I can't remember stuff in them anymore, and it feels like it's just, like, diluted. So I'd rather, like, st- I'd rather do... The slow playthrough of, like, let me finish this no matter how long it takes because that's, like, the week-to-week viewing habit for me where I'm going to remember this because it's repetition. You're coming back to it over long lengths of time, and it sticks with you more. So if a game catches my attention, like, I will stick with it and play through it, and I don't want to do that. Otherwise, I'm just going to, like, bounce from it. Like, uh, what was the one – one of the ones I just recently tried – um, I feel bad for Hubert like I played like an hour of like Alan Wake remastered. I was like this is cool but I was like, man, I like, I mean, maybe I'll come back and finish it at some point. But like, I'm gonna move on because like, I get it, like, it's cool, but like, I don't feel like I need to finish this right now. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it didn't like draw me in so much as like, I have to finish this immediately. So,
2: oh, that story's really cool though. Hi- I heard, uh, it, highly recommend. See, it's, yeah.
3: This it's sort of humor. I <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> was like, yo, uh, he put my hand on, it, like, so Alan uh, Wake remastered. Uh, you playing more of it yet? Like, did you get to the gas station part? <laughs> <laughs> not yet that
2: story great. but I, you know when you brought up juggling different games and like remembering where you left off in the game not only remembering it from a plot standpoint but also the muscle memory of the controls mm. yes it takes a while oh, to pick yes. something back up if you haven't visited that game in six months and you've been playing something else
1: yeah like I or recently like RPG builds mm-hmm. yes yeah, like so, what was I doing with this character exactly
2: mm-hmm. yeah completely just forgetting where you left off I had that uh, recently happened I went back to horizon for the dlc mm, yeah. um and i was like i completely oh, forget yeah. all happened, of these too. controls mm-hmm. and yeah. it took me you that, know that three was, four hours to get funny back because in because
1: before it came out they like released the trailer of like, oh, yeah. hey, why do, before the DLC comes out, why don't you go back in that game and do a few things and <laughs> you know get 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 comfortable so that when you when it comes out, you know yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> this is gonna be me when the
3: 16 DLC finally oh, comes out because it's sure. gonna be like at least a year after <laughs> mm-hmm. now, and yeah. it's like, oh yeah, how do you? Oh god, you remember to do all this stuff again? Unless like, you're different like, characters, yeah. It's like, and then yeah, it might even just be like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's different. So you just have to play it anyway. So it's like you never know.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I generally, because I, I kind of have limited amount of, like, gaming time to, like, try to, like, get stuff in, like, between work and for work and all that. So it's, like, it's kind of hard to, like, keep up with the ones that, like, like, you're saying, like, the ones I want to be playing and, like, I actually want to be playing all of them. But, you know, the ones that, like, I'm trying to finish, but then it's like, yeah, here comes another thing in for work. Or there's a frame trap, there's a couple of things I want to check out for that, or the the Forza preview and Mm -hmm. making Karateka. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of glad of that because in some cases, like, I probably wouldn't have gotten around Mm -hmm. to some of the smaller games. But it's like, oh, I got to cover something, so let's pull something off the pile. But then it's like, okay, well, now, like, Final Fantasy 16 has now been sitting there for like (laughs) a month and a half or two months. And now, like, okay, Zelda's been sitting there for three or four Mm -hmm. weeks since the last time I played it when I thought I was going to finish it this time around. (laughs) <laughs> but it's like okay, yeah. working on Sea of Stars, mm-hmm. and I've got the next review just waiting for me to finish Sea of Stars right now. So, uh. yeah, it's it's hard uh, to fit it all in.
2: There's so many games, yeah, <laughs> so
1: many. And yeah, and then we start Ballers Gate on the stream, and it's like I should, I want to start this, but. I'm also playing Starfield. And yeah, and
2: <laughs> Baldur's Gate too. And you're like, and then when on my next playthrough, I'll do a no. Too many games.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of, let's play a game. Blood didn't explain that part. I did.
4: Didn't.
3: Oh, you didn't. I did. Okay. Oh, did he? Okay, said, blood. <laughs> I see. Yeah. You got
1: it. <laughs> You're good. Other okay. people dance when I'm not here. That's I true. watch the tapes. <laughs> I usually make them dance. I yell at <laughs> Mike to dance. Uh, from David Moss uh, Hey guys, dumb game alert. I'm calling it Fuse Em Ha! Uh, the idea is to fuse two game related things hinted at in each synopsis to find the correct title. Uh, they can be anything, such as game names, playable characters, types of enemies, usable items, weapons, etc. Uh, here, So there's a kind of like a, a portmanteau. Kind oh, of I like of this. Wrapped, okay. So they're going to give us, here's the example with film titles. So the hint, a Will Ferrell movie about everything written becoming real. Stranger Than Fiction. Then there's Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta retrieving a briefcase for their boss. Pulp Fiction and Stranger Than Fiction.
3: Stranger
2: Than Pulp Fiction. Strang- yep. fiction? Stranger, stranger Than, than fiction? Pulp Fiction. Stranger there than, than Pulp it is. Fiction. Stranger Than Pulp Fiction. That's how this works. Combine them. It's like a word puzzle.
1: Yep. But what's stranger than Pulp Fiction? (laughs) All right. First one Uh, Valve's undead first person shooter takes a turn when everyone ends up fighting Necromorphs too. Uh,
5: Left for Space?
1: Close. Left for Dead Space? space. Left for Dead Space. Left for Dead Space. space. (laughs) Uh, This Platinum game has a special police task force that use their interdimensional monsters to fight. Look out for that huge ball with teeth! It's a good thing it's tied down, so Mario can get away from it.
3: I forgot what that platform game's called. Uh, I know it is, but is it Odyssey for the second one?
1: Yeah, the second one's not a game title, so yeah, think it could about be. what they changed. T- 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 Astral Chain Chomp? Astral yeah. Chain Chomp? Astral Chain yeah. Chomp? That's what it was called. Chomp. Astral yes. Chain. I forgot what it was called. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Charizard is on the front of this colored cart. Play as a former outlaw trying to leave his past behind for a normal Pokemon life. Pokemon Red rest. Dead Redemption. Yeah. That's great, nice. yeah.
3: You're good, he's good. This is, this is the game title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we no weird stuff this time. <laughs> it's normal.
1: Uh, this bright yellow Atlas JRPG was refined for the PS Vita. Follow the mm-hmm. story of the Adepts as they go on a mission to protect the world of Waird. I don't, I don't know what the, know, second, the game second game is. the second one layered. Yeah, I right. do uh,
5: Persona 4 Golden.
1: Yeah, Persona 4
3: Golden.
2: Golden what? Golden what? what
3: is Adepts. I don't even know what. Adepts? The depth? Adepts. Adepts. A-D-E-P-T-S. Adepts. Adepts? A-
2: A-D-E-P-T-S. Adepts.
3: But you said something else before that also was a clue to it.
1: Uh, well, Adepts was the first clue, and then a mission to protect the world of Wayard. Yeah. weyardi don't.
2: I don't. <sighs> This sounds so familiar. Uh, and we think it. it we think it starts with golden.
3: Yeah, golden. or golden something. Yeah. Thirteen
5: Sentinels. I don't know if that's even the game.
1: It's hard to do All it in right. the second game. No, it's good. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is a trickier one. Persona Four Golden Sun.
5: Oh, I haven't even played Golden Sun. Oh, yeah. oh. Sun.
1: darn! Darn! I should have got that one. I feel bad. Link makes an alliance with a character named Midna in this adventure. Then there's the famous Royal in Pink from the Mushroom Kingdom too. What?
5: The Royal in Pink?
1: The Royal in Pink. That's Peach, right? Twilight Princess, Princess Peach. peach? Yeah. Twilight Princess Peach. Uh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> you All right, last one. Uh, this is Cal Kestis first calling far, far away. But don't forget Arthur and his knights. They are keeping the world safe from half-breeds during an alternate Industrial Revolution. Oh, that's not... Like th- Jedi,
5: Fallen, I don't know... What was yeah, the I thought it was Ghosts Arthur? and Goblins,
1: but we said Arthur, but never... Don't mind. forget Arthur and his knights. They oh, are keeping the world Jedi. safe from half-breeds during an alternate Industrial Revolution. Industrial Revolution? Oh, so
2: what's Order? Something
1: Stars, order. Jedi, Fallen... Oh, order eighteen sixty six. Oh, yeah. that nice. Order 1886.
3: That I was thinking of Ghost <laughs> yeah, and Goblins. Yeah, same with <laughs> that, too. I was like, wait.
1: And I was like, is it Vanillaware? No, it's not yeah. Vanillaware.
3: Which one is this? I was like, oh, we're going the wrong direction here.
1: Nice. Uh, from Harrison Holt McHale. Uh, like many others, uh, my mind was pretty blown away when Apple and Capcom revealed RE Village, an RE4 remake running, assumedly, natively, on the new $1,000 iPhone 15 Pro. Shortly after, it was announced that Assassin's Creed Mirage will also be coming to the device. Is mobile gaming about to take the final step into the handheld gaming space? And do you think Nintendo are or should worry about this?
5: Um, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen the games actually running on any of this stuff yet, so I don't know how well it's going to even run. But I don't know. It seems like... I- no, I don't think they should be too scared yet, especially, like, with cloud stuff still taking a while to get there. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's a $1,000 phone. It's, like... It's not, <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I know a lot of people have smartphones, but still, it's, like... People have other stuff they're gaming on, usually.
3: Yeah. Everyone's playing on a Switch. Yeah. A, a phone is, like, an essential device to most people, so... any kind of gaming system handheld or console is considered like an additional like entertainment thing so and people have been like how long have we had like mobile like i mean even if you want to go smartphones in like the mid-2000s like they haven't destroyed console sales or handheld sales so like they're still doing well so i don't see this as any kind of like threat whatsoever like i just see it as like Maybe more pressure on Nintendo to like up their specs on their systems to yes, be able to like sure. to ha- it. so have better support from third party support so that mm-hmm. they can have everything run on it and sure that that's about it. But otherwise. It would have happened by now. I feel like, and let and let like it's also like because right, they are they're gonna- like
1: big things like yeah. PUBG and Genshin and uh, Call yeah, of Duty. They, they've e- all been yeah, and- they're all
3: on mobile yeah. already, and like there's some of them are very well suited to mobile. But like some games, people want to use a controller for. Yeah. It. I know phone support controller, but like. When you're by yourself, like, even on public transportation, you're probably not busting all that out
1: most of the time.
3: Yeah. Maybe on an airplane, sure, like, it's, like, a little bit more convenient because you have a nice seat and a, you know, tray right. table But unless, everything. like, you but, yeah. have
1: a lot of travel for business, yeah, you, yeah. what, you're going to fly, like, two or three times a year? Yeah, yeah
3: I don't, yeah, I, I just don't, I think, yeah, something radical, uh, more revolutionary would have to change, like, the landscape to push that in that direction because what we've seen already, if it hasn't happened by now, it's... Probably not. Yeah.
5: Who's playing through all of Death Stranding on their phone? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kojima. Kojima, maybe he will. Maybe. I mean,
2: the other thing to think about is I'm really glad I can't get text messages and alerts for a package being delivered to my door on my Switch or my ROG ally. You know what I mean? Like, there's something nice to having that separation. Now, I wonder also if this question would be answered differently in different parts of the world where mobile Mm. gaming is a little bit more uh, kind of baked into the culture and zeitgeist there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for me, as someone who's primarily a console gamer that really only takes my games on the go when I have to, like an airplane or something like that, I I like keeping them separate.
1: Yeah. Well, I wonder, too, you know, how well these can be, like, uh, how well they, like, with support, like, cross-play, cross-saves, sure. migration, because, yeah. like, that's one of the well, things with, you know, some yeah. of the games for Switch is, like, it's really nice to, like, oh, we'll play this on PC and then take my save file on my Switch and go. These ones are only cross-save, play, whatever, with, I thought they're only with, like, iOS
3: ecosystem. Oh. oh. Okay. Okay. I, 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 well, because <laughs> yeah. when was... I was looking at the iPhone 15, they were showing this stuff. It said, like, for iPhone, it's cross-play on iPhone, iPad, and Mac just their devices and some of them aren't on even on Mac some of them is iPhone iPad or iPad and Mac so like Village is one set of crossplay and RE4 I think has a like more crossplay like options but I'm pretty sure that's what it said in, like, the fine print is that it's just within the Apple ecosystem. Got it. So you're not going to be able to cross-play with your consoles or your <laughs> PC with these games.
2: Well, so. yeah, what a weird play by Apple to try to go so hard into gaming, especially because I feel like with Game Pass Ultimate and Xbox Cloud Gaming, we've had that now for years where you can start a game on your PC, pick it up on your phone, and take it with you right, right. where you left off. How many people actually do that? And are there enough people that actually do that that Apple was like, oh man, that's what that's the, that's the move for us. My, my
1: other so curious. very big question um, is that what you're describing is relatively lightweight because you're streaming a video to your phone. Mm-hmm. If you're running Resident Evil Four yeah, on natively. your phone, yeah. how long does that battery last? How hot? Will how, your phone hot yeah. Yeah. how hot is oh, that yeah. phone? Yeah, uh,
3: yeah. Ever is on my phone at lowest spec settings. Yeah. I know it's an old phone, but like this thing was like melting. Yeah. After like thirty Sizzling. minute sessions, I was like, uh, I need to stop playing now yeah. because my phone's gonna explode.
2: Yeah. Everybody's gonna buy those controller cases for their phones that have the fans mm-hmm. built into <laughs> the back. You know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, the mad cats or whoever is is salivating. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's time for bets. This week's bet: Mortal Kombat 1's Premium Edition is out now. It's sitting over there right next to Don, taunting him. Uh, The Standard Edition launches next week, though. Uh, I'm going to go to Twitch's directory right before next week's podcast. And I want to know where Mortal Kombat 1 will sit in the rankings. This morning at 11 a.m., it was at 6th place. What do you think, Brad? Next week. Tenth place. Tenth place. Trish.
2: I said second. Oh, I think uh, it'll go up. Nice. I think it'll go up closer to release. But this is a few days after when you'll be checking it. So yeah, who yeah. knows? So. That's,
1: that's kind of my question. Is like, Yeah. It, are people watching it now because they can't get their hands on it? Because they don't want to pay for the premium edition? And once they do, they're going to stop watching? Or are who they going to watch more because more people are streaming? We'll see. Mm-hmm.
0: Damiani. I went with 11th. 11th. Don, yes, I have bad news about my candle. It blew out. I left the PlayStation on standby. Oh well. no! I have to relight that. Aww. But I guess number one <laughs> I'm going the other wow. way. going the other way. Somebody's one got, for one. Somebody's got to do it.
1: <laughs> Don, you're one for one, and I'm twelve.
2: Whoa! One, good,
1: good, good. We got it
0: covered. They got we got, got cover. We do.
2: Got a nice spread.
1: Because of Mortal Kombat, <laughs> we were thinking it was going to be twelve, and it turned out to be one. Uh, last week's bet. Gunbrella is out <laughs> Last week We bet how many it is? times Oh yep. my god <laughs> yeah. That game is good I played the yeah first yeah half yeah. of it yeah. For a preview is
2: good uh,
1: Last week we bet How many times We would see the Gunbrella Open During the launch trailer uh, A shot when it's already open Does not count I had mm. to see it Go from closed state To open state uh, Don go ahead and roll this While I go through the bets Isla bet uh, That it would happen 12 times uh, Huber bet 7 times, Damiani bet 3 times, Don bet 22 times, Uh, and I bet 14 times. Uh, That launch trailer is a minute and 2 seconds long, and uh, within that, the, uh, oh yeah, and it's got a nice like little animated portion first, uh, followed up uh, by some gameplay, Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, that gumbrella throughout that trailer through both the animation and the gameplay opens Five times.
4: Wow!
5: Putting
1: it right in the middle between Damiani and Huber. Oh, nice! Oh, we get it. Well
5: done, yes. everyone. We got it. Good job, boys.
1: Uh, Good. That brings our scores. I did forget to tell you about this part. That brings our scores to Careless Ducks twenty-four. Quack 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 quack. And the other team are the Sleepy Grizzlies, now at seventeen. So you can just make a Sleepy Grizzly sound, whatever you think oh. that sounds like. <laughs> <sighs> Let me tell you about patreon.com slash easyallies. Uh, Patreon and our, our community is how we are funded. Uh, everything that we do here is because people pitch in and support us uh, by p- giving a couple bucks every month, uh, whether that be through a Twitch sub or a direct uh, donation or whatever. The, the most effective way to support us is on Patreon. Uh, And you get all kinds of fun rewards. At $5 a month, uh, you get this podcast uh, two days early, ad-free, with two bonus Love and Respect questions. Uh, You get to submit to Love and Respect, uh, so you can get your funny games and things in there. Uh, You get extra shows, you get access to our Discord, uh, where they're voting on the next Top 10, which I think is Swords. Oh, I think they're voting on Top 10 Swords. I could be wrong. Uh, But I think that's right. Um, at $10, you can join our contributor tier and submit to our community showcase, etc. At $25, if you really like us, uh, you can be a producer for this podcast. Get your name on there once uh, a month. And then our platinum producers get a shout-out on this podcast every week, as well as shout-outs on Frametrap and Reaction Shots. This month's shout-outs go to Javawebs, L. Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, and Garrett Wholefish. Shout, Shout out. out. Damiani! uh you get uh, to do this because Huber is out, so you get the full rewards. Oh, okay. Uh, you get to promote any Easy Allies video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped in your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark. Sign off. All right. Um... We had a lot of videos come out today, so they're all
3: mostly reaction stuff. And we had a lot of discussion stuff, so it might have gotten buried this week. So I'm going to give another shout-out to uh, Episode 2, of Season 5 of Achieve It Yourself. Nice. Dropped this week. Check it out. Uh, WarriorWare minigame is a highlight for this episode. See uh, how our contestants did. Controlling maybe some paper airplanes <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, man final word i we talked about so much we had uh, the directs we had the unity we had Square. i, mean, yeah, I mean, positive stuff like, like great stuff i mean i understand some people might have been like a little bit disappointed in nintendo but like hey like it was as expected honestly so like it's great that they're gonna keep supporting this this console like right to the very end it feels like stay to play like Beat my expectations, like, and that, that rebirth trailer was just amazing. And uh, to you know, call out you know, trash like Unity, please, like, get some sense knocked into you. Like, if it takes you know, if it's gonna take Phil on the phone or something, <laughs> Phil coming over there or something, like, what it's gonna take, just like, maybe try and backtrack while you still can because yikes, very much yikes. And uh, with that. Until next time, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Blood, this is the thing. I don't know what you're thinking of, Blood. Yeah, but nothing else happens. This, yeah, this is it.